everybody. Welcome in. Uh, we're going to get into introductions and stuff here in a little bit, but the first thing that we wanted to talk about tonight is, uh, did you guys see the Sonic Central uh, live stream the other day? Yeah, it was fucking garbage. <laughs> it, it was... Did it, it have knuckles? Uh, it showed him a little Absolutely bit. Absolutely garbage. Oh no! Uh, there's, maybe? A, there's a so there's some bling that apparently everyone had wanted Sonic bling, and there is a Knuckles fucking blinged out medallion that you could buy with emeralds. Oh, his, his eyes should be emeralds, but I don't. They think should they be. Did it. There was also a huge hiccup right in the beginning. The stream started and then it stopped, and then it started again, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is going on, like, bro? <laughs> bro, it like they had the the like the preparation time, like you know how they do like the countdown and shit like that." Fucking fifty minutes of just nothing. <laughs> oh, and if you then look at this YouTube video, we're three fourths through it. Like <laughs> Dude, like fucking like fifty minutes of nothing. Then they had like the the president of the Sonic the Hedgehog brand, not even like anybody fucking important. Just like I deal with this fucking logo, and then they go dark for like another ten minutes. Like it's fucking stupid. No, I bet but the YouTube comment section though, in real time was chef's kiss oh, it's on here. oh it's gold it's, on <laughs> it's gold absolute fucking gold i mean we had a couple cool things that came out of it. like so the first two things like white uh i mean we got sonic colors ultimate that's cool. okay okay that's cool okay that's about it so <laughs> the sonic origins is cool sonic origins having like the, the official release of sonic 3 with sonic 3 and knuckles on an actual like collection now is pretty interesting, even though they didn't have a date about it whatsoever. I think so. my camera fucking froze. Give me a second. Your camera did freeze, and nice. the face or on you it froze. Is... One of the two. Yeah, nice. the the face. Yeah, he jumped out, but he'll jump back in. That was beautiful. Anyone in chat needs to clip that because the eyes that Chris had were amazing. <laughs> I, I want to revisit something really fast though, because I, I'm gonna forget. You say Sonic Origins, they really mean like a release or a re-release of like Sonic One through Three or whatever, right? So it's yeah. Sonic One through Three and CD. And okay, the reason... no, I want to see an actual origin, though. Are you talking about, like, an origin story? Yeah, like, where did he come from? What is, where is he going? So you want Sonic the movie the game, is what you yes, want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I don't want to watch the movie. I want to play the movie the game. <laughs> that's a bad game. Oh, that's great. Uh, Chris, I don't know what's going on with your camera, so we're going to keep discussing things yeah, just, until just... you are ready to come back. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be here, and then when I have a chance to, like, step away, I'll, I'll unfuck this this bullshit scenario whatever yeah there was there was some like what was it like sonic in it wasn't sonic and mario in the olympic games it's just sonic as like a skin in the actual tokyo olympics 2020 game yeah yeah like, oh, like no, that's actual weird. that's sad for multiple reasons <laughs> that's it's sad weird. for infinite reasons <laughs> the video was real weird on that one it's it's like this dude so okay so there's a mission in sonic the hedgehog 06 where you have to uh, race against sonic man or mr sonic and it looks almost like a a re-image like remastered remade version of that it's fucking gross it's disgusting looking <laughs> like i wish that we can get the fucking video feed of that one portion and then compare it over to the fucking sonic 06 and it's almost a one for one it's almost oh. like it's almost <laughs> like they got the yakuza developers to do what they did for virtual fighter 5 and just like remaster that per that bitch over like it's gross it's fucking gross 
You know what? Uh, this is the disdain that I've come to expect from the Sonic community, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. I, I am a card-carrying member of the cult of Sonic the Hedgehog, signed by Yuji Naka, <laughs> and they can all go fuck themselves. Like, it's, it's terrible. I mean, we bring we brought it up on this podcast before, but Lawrence Sontag has a, an amazing video on Sonic fandom, and he breaks it down into three really good categories, and it's like... The video is really good. He was just like, I got to investigate Sonic fans because they're so fucking amazing. Because they simultaneously hate and love everything at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's just gross. We're just used to, or I mean, you guys are just used to disappointment is what it is. I yeah. mean, as a Metroid fan, I can definitely sympathize with Ooh. you guys. I'm yeah, but, fan, well, so. No, no, no. Rebuttal to that. Neither of one of you have had a string of terrible fucking games, okay? You just don't have yeah. games, right? They just don't <laughs> yeah, come out. And movies. And honestly, I would I would rather have nothing than just be given like a pile of shit for my birthday every single fucking year. Like at least your dad walked out on you. My dad's just a shit bag. I don't know what to tell you. What if it's your dad's shit though? You get a little. It does not make it any better. A little piece of him. Break me off a piece of that dad's shit. Yeah, it's like a I'm Twix bar, but it's Nintendo from your dad. Bauer. <laughs> I just wanted you. To, I don't want everyone to know that you're the first guest that I reached out to and got in, and it's already fucking gold. Is all I got good. to say. <laughs> good, good. No, Sonic. Uh, poo poo is the ticket to having a good podcast. That's the thing. That's what it is. The poo poo pee pee. Poo poo pee pee. Absentee fathers. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was it? We tried to name. Uh, what was it? We tried to name one of our episodes something about your drug dog or something. What it was? What? <laughs> what? No, oh, Chris got a new a dog. Oh, he said it's not a meth lab. That's what the oh, tried yeah. to put oh. and iTunes was like, no, nah, you can't do that. Oh my god. So we had to. Now, why would things. that be flagged? I'm I'm lost. <laughs> I don't it's know. For the same reason where I was, where we talked about, we're glad that Corey didn't have heroin in his fucking fight stick. That's a whole nother. I forgot story. about that. Yeah, no, I I love that <laughs> I fucking got title. Trip down memory lane. <laughs> You're anyway. glad it wasn't in there. <laughs> Yeah. So I bought a fight stick from a guy that tell found the story. It I'm gonna fix a... my camera. Yeah, I'll tell the story. So I I bought a Kanba Obsidian <laughs> from a guy that bought a storage unit. Like he auctioned it. Like he bought it in an auction, and I was just like, "Oh man, this thing's awesome!" And I bought it, and I was in Austin, but I had to fly back with it, and it didn't dawn on me until I was in the airport. And I was like, "What if this thing has drugs somewhere in it? I haven't opened it up or anything." <laughs> And then that was the whole story was like the airport was just going to be like, what's in this, sir? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I just bought it. I just want to play Street Fighter. Like, oh, no, that's that's when you do the real flex. You pull it out and open it up and put it right in front of them. Because, <laughs> yeah. because if you're really hauling drugs, like, would you really do that? They'd be like, no, sir, that's fine. Yeah, it's the confidence like, that sells insane. it. Yeah, this guy's insane. Like this high has to be powdered sugar. Like <laughs> this guy is either high as shit or he has nothing to hide. <laughs> this yeah, he's like this dude is just bought. Like we have to trust him. So but we no, don't know what like, he's gonna we, do next. <laughs> you don't know. You don't fucking know. But the Sonic uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate. That's a that was a good it like good thing. Like cool. It's coming out on a system. It's not dead. It's not trapped in that weird world of the Wii, like it never got a remake or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's cool. So you can play Sonic the Fighters in its entirety in Lost Judgment. I forgot that existed. I completely forgot that was a thing. Sir, 
we do almost monthly Sonic the Fighters fi- uh, streams, man. Oh, my God. They, it's insane. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. Is that actually like a straight up fighting game or is it like an arena it's, fighting game? No, no, no. Like it's what? it's it's a legit fighting game. Like okay. it's like Tekken. It's it's got the fucking rock, paper, scissors element to it. It's it's interesting. It's a 3D fighting game, dude. Interesting, interesting. When was this There's released? Tier lists. <laughs> was this like around the time of like Virtua Fighter? Like were they using that? Yeah, no, it's something? so it's on the Virtual Fighter. I think it's on the Virtual Fighter 2 engine. Okay, that's arcades. Sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's we just played it a couple weeks ago. It's still very stupid and fun. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with like, I know the minute I say it, it's going to jinx it. But the PS3 servers, they're just like Sonic the Fighter server still up. Anarchy Reign server still up. Super Puzzle Fighter HD Turbo Remix server still up. Like all of it, like those, those servers are never going to fucking die. That's like, so interesting and, to me because it seems like PlayStation Network specifically is so bad at like curating like, their online yeah. content and, like, keeping it going, especially with that, like, big thing with PSP, right? Like, they took down... Mm-hmm. I guess it was on the PSP. They took down the shop, and then, like, they brought it back kind of in an almost Nintendo-esque move, right? Like, they set it up to, mm-hmm. like, do this Disney vault shit and then be like, no, never mind. So everyone bought yeah. up all the stuff they wanted and hoarded it, and then they re-release it. <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy if that was the conspiracy theory. I didn't buy a fucking thing. <laughs> I didn't buy one fucking well, how thing. how much of it did Impervious. you already own? <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah, you already own a shit ton of it, maybe physically. So why would you buy it digitally? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a shit bag. I don't tell you. I'm a shit bag with uh, money. I was going to try to go back to the Sonic stuff. the The cartoon for Sonic Colors looks good. What is it? The Will something of the Wisp? It's like it, it's it's like named after that fucking Ori game for Xbox. Rise no, of the Wisp. So, it's so, named after the George Lucas proposed script for Star Wars: The Wills. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. There was a, there was an originally a proposition by George Lucas to include things that were like midichlorians called the wills. Uh, whether or not this is an explicit connection is not established, but I would Chris, not be surprised. No <laughs> Chris way. is a huge Star <laughs> Star Wars fan, so sir, you just opened up a can of fucking words. I gotta look this up really quick. Well, I, I'm on the I'm on the Peter right now, so I can look this up. What the the original like uh, script was called? But it was something of the wills. It was something incredibly dumb. I laughed about for like two days. Um, Lucas Wills. <laughs> That's well, crazy. While, while you're looking it up, we're going to keep going. But a- Ancient I mean, Order of the Wills. <laughs> oh, Ancient Order of the Wills. <laughs> yeah, you can look it up after. It's it's absolutely insane, but it's completely Fuck on you. track I'm with Lucas. Look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're the best fucking podcast ever. We fact check on the air. While you're saying that, I'm going to say through a bunch of the others. I mean, there's some information on the Sonic Mobile game. Okay, I'm not big into it. Some people are. There was some information, I guess, there's multiple Sonic mobile games, because I guess there's a trans, uh, Sonic All-Star Racing Transform mobile game as well, but I don't know. And then the big kicker was the fucking final end, where they tease a new Sonic game, but they don't, mm. it's cryptic as shit, there's no name, it's like a five second video. Oh, you didn't hear about the story about that? All I know is Sonic Rangers has been leaked. Yeah, so apparently, so... In a press release in Europe, they leaked the name on accident, right? But the thing Someone is that information, that <laughs> well, information about Sonic Rangers, I guess you could say, uh, has been leaked out for the last five months because people who were on the development or QA team and some of the and some I don't I don't think it was like a quality tester, but it was like a region test for 
Sonic Rangers are sitting there saying like this game is trash. This game is is boring. <laughs> They're like it has a lot to do with the wisps and it's like you mainly play a Sonic but they're like, this is like two steps up from Sonic 06. This is nothing. Ooh. Yeah, like it's it's bad. So the only thing from what I'm understanding, if those leaks are to be believed, which you already found out information that, it's, that a lot of the stuff that they were saying was true, I am not very excited for what they are doing with Sonic Rangers. The only the only positive thing to come out of this is Colors Ultimate and Origins, which I'm curious on what they're going to do for Origins because the entire problem why Sonic 3 and Knuckles never came out properly has always been the music copyrights, right? So, right. like, Bauer, you probably know this. Everyone fucking knows this. There are copyrights and royalties that would have needed to be paid to the Jackson estate like michael jackson's estate and the oh, people yeah. that he's worked with so i'm curious to know how did that actually work out more than you know anything else but it remains to be seen what capacity of origins or sonic 3 and knuckles we're going to see in origins if they're going to use the sh the original shitty fucking songs that we got in the pc version because that would be crazy but outside yeah. of that oh no he's dead who cares he died His he died so cares. Sonic 3 may live. <laughs> he died so Sonic Michael Jackson died for Sonic uh, 3. He, he died for Sonic Sins, all right? I, I, and for his own that, sins, but both. That ain't it, but okay. No, yeah. Uh, I'll fucking anyway, rock with it. The thing is, this this presentation was only 15 fucking minutes long. Yeah, these hoes waited an hour and a half for 15 minutes of nothing. It's great. Oh, here's the bling. So I don't they don't look like emeralds, but Knuckles' eyes are purple. That so, is fucking gross. How much are those? Did they like release any information about that? Did just they says come in 2021? Bro, I need to know what material this shit is made out of. If this is that... like legit fucking <laughs> diamonds and shit. That looks I like know... gack. It looks like colored gack that's been formed into mm -hmm. these. <laughs> it does, yeah, it does. Oh man, this is insane. But no, we got uh I mean they talked about some of the video the the toys and stuff that came out. They had some kind of 30th anniversary trailer that you can go and check out, but that's it. That's basically all that was in there. And then they do this little teasing thing. I'm calling it now. Oh, well, I had said it was going to be Sonic a glitch in the system, but obviously now it's Sonic Rangers. So I don't know. Everyone was like, this is Sonic Forces 2 and all this other stuff. I was like, I fucking hope not. That so. is such a bold call, by the way, of calling it Sonic Rangers. Because, I mean, you, you should immediately think Pokemon Rangers, right? Right. No, I, and I like, thought how much Power are they going to rip off from that? <laughs> yeah. Or they're just going to be uh, Sonic characters in Super Sentai armor. Like, that's what it's Oh, I'm down be. with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm super down with that, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's on DeviantArt, so. <laughs> no, oh, there's I, a lot of stuff on DeviantArt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Mm, a lot that, of Sonic yep. stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the first one I go to. It's is, like the furry it? breeding grounds, Chron dude. Chronic the Hedgehog or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Didn't that, like, fucking get, uh, uh, like, they made products off of Chronic the Hedgehog. I'm pretty sure Powell owned something. You can, yeah, they made a bong off of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can go to Spencer's and they get, probably got a Blonic the Hedge or a Chronic the Hedgehog shirt. So gross. I also like Blonic the Hedgehog though. It's like it's close <laughs> enough, but slightly off. 
It's right? the off-brand yeah. Chronic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. It's what you would say if you were high, actually, when you were trying to remember its name. So, But, all right, that's all. That's what we got. That's what we got for the opener. Like, is a whole bunch of shit with a little bit of, like, whipped cream on top. So Ooh. there you go. Your dad's shit. My dad's shit. Your, your dad's <laughs> dad shit, so... All right, so I guess we have to actually introduce who we have here because for audio listeners and people no, in the chat, it. they're like, they're like, who's this guy? This guy's not Eddie. Uh, Eddie took the weekend off because he's a wrestling fan, and it's Memorial Day weekend, and he was like, I got to fucking stream wrestling, and I was just like, do you, man? That's what you got to do. So, but no, we have the awesome and amazing Mr. Nintendo Bauer here, so. Welcome, sir. Thank you for gracing us with your presence on our podcast. So. And thank you for allowing me to grace you with my presence. Grace being a subjective <laughs> term. <laughs> no, let me thank you that you thanked me that I thanked you. Okay, okay, Accepted. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, what we're going to do is with all of our guests, we're going to do a short little interview. We say short because they're never fucking short. So, But we've got about 10 questions here that we have... Uh, built and we we i think we use these off of the game tracks one that we had or something like that but the first question that we have is we want you to please tell us a little bit a bit about yourself and what do you do as far as like this goes so i stream retro and retro style games here on twitch we do a lot of future funk we do a lot of anime stuff there's a very strong like 80s and 90s aesthetic uh, right now, I'm going back and forth between playing RPGs and, like, difficult platformers. So the long-term game that we're in the middle of right now is Earthbound. It's actually my first time playing it. Uh, so we're, like, 75% of the way through that. And we're playing through the Mega Man series uh, on off. I saw that. I was very, like, I was like, oh, he's playing Mega Man 1. He's playing Mega Man yeah, 2. Yeah. He's like, all right, we just beat Mega Man 6. We're going to Mega Man 7. I was like, this guy is after my own heart. Like, I love <laughs> Mega Man, so... I gotta say, though, Mega Man 7, uh, the, the one on Super Nintendo, oh, God, I, I went into it with really... I played through all these games before, but I have, like, a very weak memory of them, and I'm like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. it's on the Super Nintendo. I'm gonna blaze through this fucker. Ooh, okay. no, no, no. You get to the last Wily, uh, I spent, like, an hour on it. Uh, there's a What's trick. What's funny is, <laughs> yes, I think there, that, that Wily is actually one of the harder Wily's it's the hardest in Wily one. history. It's the hardest one. It's the hard because I've been going through the series. So at least up until this point, that is definitely the hardest Wily. It's funny because it seems to get easier as the series goes mm -hmm. with like a few bumps. Like uh, Mega Man 3 is pretty, pretty hard. Uh, but after that, it becomes progressively easier until Wily's second form in 7. And it's just like, oh, God. Shit. It reminds <laughs> me of like Dracula. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw you. I, I'm going to get into that because I watched your stream the other night and I watched you play <laughs> Castlevania. But. Also, tell me a little bit, if you don't mind, what you do when you're not streaming. Like, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing or something like that? Oh, man. I, I do things when I'm not streaming? What are you talking about? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I play video games. I, you know, the funny thing about that is, like, I've played less and less games off stream mm. because I just don't have time. Yeah. Uh, as far as my job, I, I don't want to go, like, too far into it, but I'm a research scientist slash educator. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard you talk about some of some papers that you had sent in and stuff, but I wasn't really sure what you Oh, did. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I could get, like, general. I won't go too specific, but I'm a psychologist, a research psychologist. Um, oh, nice. So, so that's what Very I do nice. in my off time, which is actually pretty time-consuming. Science is sort of hard. Um, go figure. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tiny bit. Yeah. And what was the other thing I was thinking of? Oh, I uh, well, in this last year, I'm not doing it so much for somewhat obvious reasons, but I do improv as well, improv comedy. 
uh, slash sketch comedy. Uh, that okay. actually, you can you can write that. You don't have to do that on a live stage. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like who's line and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did man, that. I, I did love... that way back before the pandemic. I mean, obviously, we couldn't do that on a stage in front mm-hmm. of people. And then we tried doing that using like Zoom and stuff like this. And it's very mm-hmm. difficult to capture that same like performance energy. aspect of everything. That same energy, right? Because you need like. Uh, it's all about like contact with people, right? Like constant eye contact, checking in, building stuff together, like using like pantomime and stuff. And it seems silly. Like it seems like it's just like visual world building for an audience member. But for us, like it makes, it's so necessary. Like we have to see what the other person is doing, be able to touch the other person, be able to look the other person in the eye. And so, I mean, a lot of, yeah. There's a lot of nonverbal cues that are, that's involved with improv. Exactly. It's all it's all nonverbal cues. It's a lot of like reading each other. Um, it's right. just like a lot of procedural stuff you cannot capture. And that's not to throw shade on anyone that's doing it. There's a lot of good Zoom improv out there, but it's a completely different form. And it's, it's just not something that I personally jive with. I need that connection. Right. It's a lot like because I'm big into like I like uh, stand up comedy a lot. I watch a lot of stand up comedy and all that. I listen to a lot of podcasts and all that of stand-up comedians and it's just like they're like i can't like they're people like right now tours are blowing up like there's one guy tom segura just went on a he's, yeah, he's yeah. like this is a 20-month tour like it's 20 months and he's just like this is the first leg if your city's not in here don't worry we're coming to your town don't worry dude he's going 20-month fucking tour it that's is insane. insane yes they've been he's, they've been well, saving he, it he up loves it yeah. They, they got like, like major like performance blue balls and like they're just gonna blow their load like a- as fast <laughs> and as much as possible and i totally that's, get yeah. it yeah i mean his tour is called i'm coming everywhere like that's what the <laughs> okay, tour is called so, <laughs> it's perfect so <laughs> but yeah everyone's like oh man you're not coming to my he's like don't worry he's like this is like the first leg of a five leg tour so <laughs> I'm very excited. And he just like his family, they just moved. Apparently Austin, like I talked about it too, Austin is blowing the fuck up even more than so than it was before. Joe Rogan's down there, like it's it's pretty fucking cool. So, but no, that's awesome. Like whenever I think of Im- uh, sketch comedy or improv comedy, I automatically just go to and I, I get whose line isn't like, you know, completely improv. They do have like a kind of a oh, sure. structure that they do. But that's the first thing I go to because that stuff I I remember watching that stuff and literally crying as a teenager and a young adult because I was laughing so the Richard Simmons episode of oh yeah is it anyway is legendary like it's so it's insane and I love it so yeah I I, I no, think any cool. any any person growing up in that era like has fallen in love with Who's Line I was actually fortunate enough to see like a live taping once and it's really interesting too um so that improv is referred to as short form. So it's like three-minute scenes, usually with a very specific game or structure, right? Like you pull lines out of a hat or you play a scene in a genre style, right? There's much different forms that are called long forms. So you can go for like 45 minutes, an hour with like one suggestion. You just go free form. Yeah, and I used to do that um, in a show that I called Thursday Nightmare. And basically we took B-movies, like the best of the worst B-movies, took the title, took the synopsis, and just ran with it, like even if we hadn't seen it before, which we usually didn't, and just went for like an hour, <laughs> made up the movie, I had stuff like Deathbed, the bed that eats people. Yes, um, just like movies. stuff like that. It was awesome. <laughs> Patton Oswalt has a joke about that, like a ten-minute joke about Deathbed, the de- the bed that eats people. <laughs> so stupid. 
No, I will. I'll jive with you a little because I believe we're both red letter media fans. So. Oh, we are. We definitely I are. See some, <laughs> I see some in your. Oh, so you have a thing that when someone raids you, uh, there's like a little video that you've created and all that stuff. And one of them is a B movie that I know very well. Yep. Where the guy just jumps out of the thing. So space mutiny. That's. <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next question because we got sure. a couple here. So your name is obviously a play on the Nintendo Power magazine. Was that something that just popped into your head, or was there a history behind that name? I mean, it, it basically popped into my head. I've, I've, I'm gonna let you in on a dirty secret. I've been oh. mulling over the fact that I've been wanting to kind of change my name just because of a few factors. One, okay. it doesn't make sense if you don't know that my name is Bauer. Yeah. Two, <laughs> two, Nintendo is infamously litigious, and you don't want to fuck with that. Uh, nope. And three, everyone calls me Nintendo Bowser, Nintendo Bowsette which makes me feel things. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, like, what's a better brand that I can use without getting sued or confusing the shit out of people? Uh, I like my name. Like, don't get me wrong, but I've thought about it. But yeah, I mean, I've always read Nintendo Power as a kid. So when it when it came, I was like, oh, that, that makes sense for me. And then over time, I'm like, no, it makes no sense for anyone else. <laughs> that I, I would be worried because I'm, I wanted to talk about, too, like your growth on Twitch has been I've been following you for probably a couple months now. And your growth went. I remember the last time I looked at your followers, it was like, it like you know, right around under 200 or something. And then the other day, you just had a 400 followers uh celebration which was like it's amazing like yeah so, we're and, we're like almost to 500 <laughs> yeah and if you keep going that way i mean i see you getting partner very very soon but if you keep going that way nintendo's gonna be like hey you're using our name so i understand where you're coming from with that we there's another magazine company that they were called sega nerds and mm. sega was like hey don't use that name <laughs> so <laughs> they had to rebrand and all that stuff is, so. is sega like that are they like Nintendo? Like they're super litigious, like super. Not as, not, not as bad. There's um there's a lot of parody that they allow. However, when you start monetizing and use and like start, you know, bringing in revenue based off of an individual's name or based off the company's name, based off of an IP's name, that's when they're just like, pause, motherfucker. Uh, I, I'm going to need you to, to swerve in the other direction real quick because I'm about to swing my big fucking dick of law <laughs> in your fucking face. So what is that, the what is that from Superbad? Prepare to be <laughs> fucked by the long dick of the law. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you like that's I, that. I, that's the reason on, why Sega nerds uh, transitioned over to Mega Visions, so that they didn't have uh, anything that can be shot down by some fucking company overseas. Because yeah. you know? at the end of the day, they're making money. Off of a name a little, because they make a physical magazine and all that stuff. Right, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's understandable, but I think all of us are, we, we've dabbled in streaming, and uh, so some of us have, like, streams that are, like, we're well, not streams, but stuff we do before the streams to get hyped up. Like, I have a very specific method where I turn on certain things in my office, I go and get, a like, certain drinks and all that stuff. So basically the question is, do you have any pre-streaming rituals that you go through? Yes. Really quickly, I want to say Leftover Ginger has a great idea. Nintendo Nower. I like that. <laughs> there it is. They can't. It, it makes just one. as much sense. Um, yeah, it's perfect. perfect. I love it. You just have um, to move two letters. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not sued, and that's my favorite part. You want to get sued? <laughs> uh, Pre-show rituals. I said pre-show. Okay, I'm still like in improv mindset. Um, that's fine. Not, not really. Like my wife and I are watching DS9 right now. 
uh, we we like nice. try and watch it and have dinner before I stream. I usually like hop on right afterwards. Uh, but yeah, I set up my alien. I've got my lights. I've got OBS. There's nothing as far as I know. Some people do this where like before they get on, they'll like do like an energizer or something like that, or they get really nervous. Yeah. Uh, it's more for me like the only nervousness comes from I want to make sure all my stuff is arranged and well. But then I hop in and it's like it's great to see you guys. You know, like I just like hanging out with people. Uh, it, it feels it, in the beginning I was super nervous, especially like if I was a little bit late. Sometimes people would rib me a little bit, like you're ten mm. minutes late. What the fuck? And it's like, wait a minute, this is my stream. Why? Yeah. why? <laughs> like well, I do want to be on time. I'm ready. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, there's something to be said about being on time and all that stuff. But at the same time, like you're running the show, right? Like you have an onus to people to to you know show up relatively on time at the same time it got so far in my head it would like kind of ruin my performance for a little bit but that that kind of dissipated over time like through a lot of experience so to answer your okay. question watching ds9 and shoving food down my throat until i go on <laughs> it, sounds about right is ds9 the one with the really shitty captain like she is just like she doesn't give a fuck about her fucking janeway Oh, that's that's Voyager. I haven't watched Voyager yet. Okay. I'm actually a, okay. a recent Star Trek convert, so I don't know anything I don't, about Janeway except for coffee. That's it. I don't I don't know <laughs> shit about Star Trek. I just know that my roommate had been watching every single episode of Star Trek in existence, and he will not shut the fuck up about Janeway or whatever her name is. Uh, so Janeway's that's pretty notorious of being a shitty captain. So. Okay, yeah, that's the extent of my uh, my Star Trek stuff. We can continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our Sonic, uh, you, you have the Sonic knowledge. I have the Star Trek knowledge, and maybe there's a little synergy there. I don't know. Somewhere we <laughs> fuck. That, that's Somewhere. the only thing. <laughs> All righty. Uh, so I'm going to come back to the next question because I want to still talk about your stream a little bit. So we see that your stream focuses heavily on the 80s and 90s anime, vaporwave aesthetic, and retro gaming. So of those three things, like the anime, movies, and retro games, what are your favorites? Of, like, that period specifically? Yeah, so, like, uh, what was your favorite... What's your favorite, like, 80s or 90s anime? What's your oh, favorite... Oh, God! Uh, like, 80s or 90s movie or something oh, like that. Oh, God! Yeah. Sorry. That's why oh. I, sent you, I sent you the questions early. <laughs> I know you did, and I looked at it very briefly. <laughs> I looked at it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want it... So, part of me was, like, do I want to, like, prepare questions? I'm like, no. Like, I like talking in the moment and thinking. So, so as far as, like, 80s and 90s anime... Uh, I would say probably my favorite one is Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah! Uh, okay, good. <laughs> You're amongst fans here. We love Yu Yu Hakusho, which I why I love your emotes on your channel. Yes. So so it's funny because I grew up in like that time period of like Toonami, Midnight Run, Adult Swim, like all of those shows. Like I, I'm super in love we with you. We did a know. tier list of the of the shows in one of our episodes. So Oh really? Yeah, it was pretty what, good. What was, what a lot was of trash went to the garbage. Uh, S-tier was like, what did we put up there, Chris? Like, Yu Yu it was Hakusho, like Yu Yu Hakusho, Roroni Kenshin, until we realized that uh, Watasushi is a fucking child predator yeah. oh, okay. or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we had, to, we had to bump it down. But like, yeah. Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> shit like yeah. that. You know, like, the usual Big suspects o. were in S-tier. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying you put Kenshin a, a tier above Bebop? Or they're in the no! same tier. No, 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 fuck no. Okay, I was going to say, no, whoa, whoa, Cowboy whoa, Bebop whoa. is a little bit of, no, no, no. It's a little bit higher because of the, the, the accusations and all the. No, independent I mean, of so. those. Independent Granted, of that. granted, <laughs> Roni Kenshin is actually one of my favorite stories 
in it's very good. any of any manga, and it's really unfortunate, like all things considering. But like when, when we're talking about like yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho, Cowboy Bebop, fucking Outlaw Star. Oh yeah, fucking yeah. like those those ones that really made it big. Because I we were looking through, and I was just like, I can't believe how much fucking bloat is in it was a lot the the Adult Swim rosters. Like I, mm. I was just very like, like there's there have to be things that like popped up like like what is it like Super Milk Chan. Like, do you remember that Super Milk shit? Chan? I do remember that. Like, I vaguely remember that. I'm, I'm thinking of Crayon Chan, but I know that's different. That's Shin Chan. Shin Chan. Shin Chan. Shin Chan. Shin Crayon Shin Chan. Yeah, I yeah. love Shin Chan. Yeah. It was some weird shit. Like, the animes I forgot about, too, like Wolf's Reign and stuff like that. Oh, Hantaro that was good, was but that there. wasn't as good. That, that, that was a weird middle child because you have Cowboy yeah. Bebop. Samurai mm-hmm. Champloo, and then you get Wolves Rain, and it's fine, but it it cannot stand up to the other two. No, it's in a different category, totally. So, but no, you're talking to the guy that a lot of my in, my intro starting stream is spliced with the clips from my channel and tsunami bumpers. So oh, I'm yeah. waiting for Adult Swim to come and get me. So we're both <laughs> we might be both be in the same boat. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So so yeah, definitely Yu Hakusho would be up there, like Dragon Ball. Gundams, like all the Gundams. I mean, I fell in love with Wing, but I, I think nowadays I love the UC Gundams more, like the original 0079. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are good. I'm a yeah. G Gundam fan because of the- Oh, I love G Gundam like, too. Cra- yeah, G Gundam's great. Gundam. <laughs> G Gundam is fantastic. It has one of the best endings in a Gundam show ever. Oh, G Gundam is absolute levels. garbage, but in a great way. It's so yes. It's the stupidest fucking Gundam there is. But it embraces uh, it and it heightens every yeah. aspect of it. <laughs> and it's so racist. Like with the, it's like, incredible. It's, <laughs> like, it's amazing. It's just like, oh, the Canadian Gundam is a lumberjack. Like and like And the American Gundam like, has a gun. I mean it's true, but still. <laughs> yeah. Egyptian Gundam is you know the snake charmer and all that stuff. It's it's goofy. But G Gundam. It's schlock, fantastic. that's what it is. Yeah, it definitely is. So <laughs> But we agree with you, Yu Haka Show. That's fine with us, so yeah, I recently revisited that, like, uh, I- I'm in, like, the middle of writing my dissertation now, and I got, like, super, like, burnt out and sad and stuff, and then I rewatched Yu Yu Hakusho while I was, like, doing my work, and it, like, really helped me get through this period. There's something about, like, shonen battle anime, where it's, like, this message of no matter how defeated you feel, no matter how out you seem to be, like, you can always fight back. And there's, yeah. like, something really inspirational about that to me, you know? You can always come back after 20 episodes of training but then you'll win <laughs> yeah i mean it's like nowadays it's the my hero academia and yeah it's all that stuff so which i have not even started that new season. shit is popping off in that manga but i'm not gonna go into spoilers on that shit. yeah the manga so. <laughs> is insane. insane i love it so i guess okay so just real quick if you want to give us like a favorite movie from that era and then because lately earthbound seems to be one of your favorite retro games so i mean it's it's new to me i've I've never played earthbound before so this is like something it's a revelation i never avoided it explicitly i just never gravitated toward it because i know what the fuck it was right Mm -hmm. like the advertisement campaign back in the day was this game smells like shit i mean i think they say this game stinks yeah but yeah, like you, you, you like scratch off the magazine, you smell it, it, smells like a turd, and it's like, why would I buy this? Like I get that it's being quirky, but like Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, uh, Secret of Mana, like those things are much more straightforward. Earthbound, it's like, why do I want this? You know, <laughs> like what yeah. is this? It had weird marketing, but like I think a lot of people realize that it is a very good game. 
Oh yeah, but but when you're like a small kid and like you get all your games from Blockbuster, you see the cover, you see the Starman with Ness in it, and it's like this doesn't tell me anything. And you rent it, yeah. And you're walking around like contemporary America, and it's like this ain't no fantasy. <laughs> like what is this? Yeah, it's <laughs> Eagle just like Land. normal crap. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean I've never. I can admit too that I've actually never played that game. But it is crazy that that game used to just be in like clearance bins, and now it's one of the most expensive Super Nintendo games. That's insane to me. Yeah. Going back, favorite movie from like the eighties and nineties. Jesus, uh, anything John Carpenter did anything like take a take a whack at it this guy man (laughs) (laughs) i mean the thing is my favorite horror movie so oh yeah it's so good i saw that in the theaters maybe two years ago during halloween i I know you'll appreciate this i saw john carpenter twice perform live his own music like his own scores Mm -hmm. with his son and it was like the closest i'm not a religious person it's the closest (laughs) i've ever been to a religious experience in my life i cried (laughs) (laughs) it's when he, I've heard, I've heard that the uh, in the mouth of madness butt rock that he made, they play they play that one and it's pretty good. It's so, so good. I would love Excuse me. Yeah. So the thing is that the the movie in the mouth of madness is one of John Carpenter. It's very a Cthulhu esque kind yeah, of movie yeah. with Sam uh, Sam Neil. Yep. Uh, but the intro, I think he wanted it to be Enter Sandman, but they couldn't get yep. the rights. So he was like, fuck it, I'll just write the music myself. So it's like super bad. It's butt rock Metallica is what it is. Yeah. Here's the thing about John Carpenter. When you realize that he's making movies just so he can put visuals to his music, it's all the better. He composes almost everything by himself, and he's just one of the fucking best composers. People don't realize that. Like, they think, like, John Williams. um, They think of all these people. John Carpenter alone set the tone, set this genre style of music for the 80s and synthwave specifically. And I don't Mm. think enough people realize, like, what a fucking fantastic composer he is. He is. And he also smokes, like, two cartons of cigarettes a day. Yes. (laughs) He's still here. (laughs) He's, like, 80-something. He's over 70. (laughs) Is he 80? I knew he was over 70. Like, it's it's crazy. But the problem is, whenever we start talking about someone really old, they pass away. Oh, don't do that. We talked about (laughs) Wilfred Brimley. And then he died like two weeks afterwards. So. You jinxed him. You, you fucking jinxed him. <laughs> I mean, life Man, jinxed whatever. him. You That's just kind of gave him the little push off the canyon. <laughs> he was standing there the whole time, though. <laughs> yeah, he was ready. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, go. I don't even know where to go back. Okay, so uh, the next question is, we all have that one moment from our childhood that we remember the, as the moment that we got hooked on video games. I believe, Chris, it was just like you picked up Sonic and you were like, what the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> I vividly remember playing Fantasy Zone on Nintendo with my dad. Uh, what is yours, Mr. Nintendo Bauer? Oh, I don't I don't have like one moment. I, I do remember the first time I played a video game, my dad got the... Um, I'm going to date myself here. I'm trying to think back. So I was definitely a baby, but he got the combination pack of Mario and Duck Hunt of the NES. Okay. And I yep. remember like being a tiny little baby boy. And, like, having the NES zapper and fucking shooting on Duck Hunt. And I, I, as I've gotten older, I've come to realize he probably got that more for himself than me. Uh, but yeah. I remember, like, <laughs> sitting in his lap and, like, playing through all these games. Like, I was raised on this stuff from being a baby, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Um, so there wasn't, like, any one I picked like, up my first controller moment. at three. At three years old. What was the game again? Was it Fantasy Zone when you were three? I don't know if Fantasy Zone was the first guy, because I do remember that we had an Atari before us having... Mm. So I remember playing Pitfall and all that stuff, but those don't... I don't remember those so much. I remember us sitting down and playing Fantasy Zone, 
And then obviously Mario 3 and all that stuff. But Fantasy Zone is like the first one. I do remember because we got the Nintendo for tax season one year. And we got the Nintendo late in its life cycle because the next year, I think somehow we sold the Nintendo and then used that money to help buy a Super Nintendo. Mm. And then when we had the Super Nintendo, it was just over from there because, I mean, Super Nintendo is my favorite console. It's my favorite console, and the Game Boy Advance is my favorite handheld, like both Super Nintendos. So, but no, that's that's I, that's just one of the first ones I remember. I remember my dad playing Mario was missing because I fucking hated that game, <laughs> and he beat it. He I found can't him. Believe it. <laughs> I don't like, have the patience right, for that history. Shit. I don't. I don't either. He did though, or he does. Like it's crazy. Was it more like a vindictive thing with him? Like it's just so annoying that he's like, I'm gonna find that fucking guy. I'm gonna I don't find know, that plumber. My dad, my dad has a lot of like not useless knowledge, but he just has he knows things. Like he just because he's always reading, he knows how machines work, and he just I think he legitimately was just like, let's see if I can answer these things. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that's how it is. So, but uh, no, that's good too. Like I remember, like instead of having that one moment, you probably have like a bunch of different moments. Oh yeah, it, it was like a cumulative effect. I mean, also, yeah. of course, I love Super Nintendo. Play, I, I rented, like, everything at Blockbuster. Like, if it was mm. on the shelf, I played it at some point, except for Earthbound, um, <laughs> which was my – that was my mistake. Um, right. But I, I think I really, like, absorbed myself into, like, video games, like, in a really heavy way around N64 because I, that was the period where I really picked up everything. Like, every great game, every piece of absolute garbage – and I think I played you sound like, like Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I played like uh, Star Fox sixty four in Ocarina of Time and Banjo Kazooie. I think those were in Mario sixty four. I think I said that I played those like twenty four seven. Couldn't put them oh, down. Yeah. Like I would bring the the um, strategy guides with me to like dinner, <laughs> so I could read through them. <laughs> I still have my Mar my Super Mario sixty four strategy guide, the one that I used to get one hundred and twenty stars for the first time when I was a kid. Nice. So like, and I can't believe I still have it. It's 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 crazy. Cling so. onto it for dear life because you will lose that stuff so easily and then totally regret uh, it. I recently have picked up the Star Fox sixty four one, and I'm not nice. getting rid of that one either. Like I'm keeping all that stuff. But let's see, where's our next question here? I think you kind of already asked this or answered this question, but like we, the question is besides streaming and bringing Urkel into people's lives, what of what are some of your favorite hobbies? But I think you kind of already answered that with your improv and all that stuff. So. I like Legos too. Uh, <laughs> Legos. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know some Lego streamers. Like let me, let me big into that. stuff. And kind of see in the background sort of, I got like a little okay, Lego yeah. display That's back there. Up. Oh, this works. This works great for audio. So. Oh yeah, sure. There's, there's a, <laughs> You can see several Legos in the background. There's a poster. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, the Legos poster. I saw that too. Oh, yeah. But you no, can I see mean... in the background, I actually have a... You can't see it super well, even if you can see the visual. But it's a, a, a concert poster from John Carpenter from 2018's Hollywood uh, performance. And it's like signed by him. I, I accidentally got it ruffled a little bit. It'll be fine. It gives yeah. it more character. So. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on from that question then. The Legos, that's cool. Like, uh, I do Perler beads, and I kind of put oh, yeah. those two together a little bit. So I would looked into it. It's just Legos are a lot more expensive. So <laughs> Yeah. I, I like the uh, – I saw the Morrigan, by the way, that you made of the per Perler mm -hmm. beads. It's so good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was a commission that I got. So she was like, I want this. but And I was like, I don't like the colors in that. So I had to pull up Morrigan and actually, like – I wanted to almost one for one her colors and all that stuff, but 
hey, as long as she's happy, then I'm happy with it. So the next question I've got for you is your channel has some amazing screens and videos and music production. Do you outsource that or is that something that you do on your own? I, I do it all on my own. And this is something that took a long time to learn. Any streamer will tell you, look at the first streams that you do. They're bad, right? Like with very few exceptions, some people are like super good AV people, right? They'll jump in and immediately get this stuff. My first streams, okay, I'm using a Blue Yeti right now. And with a Blue okay. Yeti, I forget what it's called, Cardroid, when it's like facing you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, a Cardroid yeah, yeah. microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I set it to that, but I actually had it facing away from me. That's how so there were, like, yeah. There's like little things that like I didn't know. Um, but but over time, I actually did the research, watched other streamers, learned basic things. As far as like producing like the bumpers and stuff, like I just have Adobe Premiere Pro. I have that through a license with where I work, and I, I'm like, why am I not using this? Like, why am I sleeping on this? And one day, I just sat yeah. down, started putting bumpers together, and kind of got obsessed. So basically, I take like future funk songs that are royalty free, splice them with different anime scenes, and there you go, like a little bumper I play beforehand and like during any sort of transition that I do. Your raid one, I really like your raid one because it's just like this is what I'm about, and you hit the button, and then you got a little bit of time, and it's you've spliced together like the dancing Legend of Zelda cart or a commercial, like yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. some B movies in there. You've got obviously got the anime. It's really I'm very very impressed with it. And as someone, like, I'm the same way. My first streams, I've been streaming, technically my first stream was four years ago. Uh, but I've had a lot of, like, off time that I've taken and all that stuff. But I go and look at some of those streams, I'm like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. I, this is real bad. And just, like, learning, like, learning how, like, transitions work. And, like, oh, I need, lighting actually matters. And, like, it's just, I've had many people be like, how do you know all this? I'm like, it's a lot of Google is what it is. It's, it's a, a lot of trial lot of and error. Like literally every single mm -hmm. stream you do, you learn something and then you watch your VOD and you're like, oh, I did something I shouldn't have done uh, next time. It's fine. Like I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Or my mic was muted the entire time, and but no one was in the chat and no one said anything to me. So. Oh, I still do that. My God. Anytime I do a transition. So watch this. And then I'll just mm. see in the chat, mute it. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Every single <Yeah>. time. <laughs> oh, I've, I've started this podcast and people are just like, hey, we can't hear you, Corey. I'm like, whoops. And I just, because I just recently got the stream deck. So I'm learning how it works and everything too. So. <laughs> I, I want to ask you guys, because I'm curious. Yeah, sure. There's There's been some debate that I've seen on Twitter about this. What? How do you feel about intro videos versus like just talking to people as they come in? So Because they're not mutually exclusive either. So here, here's my thing. I, I no longer stream. I've, I've cut straight over to YouTube. I'm just enjoying that a lot more. However, when I did stream, uh, I did have a five-minute intro video just to, like, help me get prepared or prepare myself mentally as I'm getting on there. Really, it depends on who shows up within the first five, ten minutes because usually I'm, you know, I'm night crew or I was night crew. And a lot of my viewers wouldn't come on until about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So when I looked at my analytics, there's, you know, I'd have like three or four viewers and then it would jump up to 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, or however many I would end up getting for that night. So like my, my numbers were very volatile, uh, jumping upwards to like 35 and 50 towards the end of my streaming tenure, but it would always be halfway through the stream. So like... 
if I had people to talk to, if there was like a topic to talk about, I mean, shit, if I got into a topic with some of my viewers, I would just stop what I would be doing, open up Google. Stop and playing the just, game. I would stop playing the game and just go straight to like, yo, let me show you the stupid ass shit that I bought during one of the uh, the marathons. <laughs> like I, I bought something called the Game Wave. Game Wave is game technically Wave. a seventh generation video game console. But it was created I by, won't acknowledge it. <laughs> it was created by a Christian bookstore publisher. Sold. Uh yeah, i I bought it for like thirty <laughs> bucks, dude. And like half of I the I bought fucking... an Xbox that day. You bought this shit. Like <laughs> Dude, like I bought half the library that day. I'm still tracking down fucking games. You got the and best shit game, like that. the VeggieTales game. I have the VeggieTales game. It's the it's it's nice. Mario Party. It's the Final Fantasy VII remake of that. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, so like, we're just casually talking about I'm showing it off and shit like that. I got to look up how much it's worth. 200 fucking dollars. It's 200 fucking dollars. You got to find a buyer. You got to find a buyer. Okay, well, fuck you, one. Like, no one... (laughs) No one said that. No one said anything about selling it, so don't don't put that on me. Uh, but no, you know, like I'm not afraid to just stop what I'm doing. I'm like, yo, fuck this stream. Let's talk about what you want to talk about for a little bit. So, I I don't have a problem with either one, honestly. I think that as far as intro videos or intro bumpers, as long as they are engaging and keeping people entertained, like I've got friends who they just got the timer. And it's only the timer. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. I'll show back up in like 10, 15 minutes. And or I can sit there and watch a bunch of like and I I like it when it's like randomized bumpers. Like it's one thing to see the same bumper one week and then to another week. And I'm like, okay, now it's getting a little bit stale. But when you've got like a rotation of different things, I'm just like, okay, I'll actually stick around and see what the fuck he's got set up. Because sometimes you you just you find gold. I have a huge list of because the way I do mine in OBS is I have a it's a VLC playlist mm. and it's just a bunch of videos that I've thrown in there and hit random and I've recently put in a bunch of my I went through I went through one day and cleaned up all my clips on my channel kept the good ones got rid of the just empty clips and all that stuff and uh, I added those in so it's really with me is I like having that so I kind of do both. I have I always start 15 minutes early and I play the bumpers and the clips and all that stuff and I'll see it's usually just kind of a thing to get me ready like I know when I hit that button I need to put out the tweet I need to put out all the discord notifications I need to go get my drinks I need to use the bathroom I need to do what I need to do and then I'm like all right let's go and then I'll sit and talk with everyone for a little bit I have oh, yeah. like a camera section and be like all right this is what we're going to play and all that I've seen a lot of people just go boom right into the the gameplay and you're just like you're kind of just like it's too you gotta like ease into it, everybody. yeah, yeah. So no, I'm I'm kind of on the both sides. I agree with both having both of them. I I don't really see any. It's whatever feels best for you. Like yeah, like yeah. Chris said, you don't just want an opening one. It just says the timer with no music, no aesthetic or anything. You're just like you're not a game developer. You're not trying to be cryptic or anything. Like <laughs> it's just. Throw a little bit of some D. I mean, even the most basic DMCA free music from like Epidemic Sound or something like that. Like, try that out. Like, throw something in there, but it can't be quiet. Like, you gotta like, you gotta ease. Like you, like Bauer said, ease into it. Yeah, that's that's how I basically started back when I started. Was um, I would start just cold open. You know, I'm okay. Hey guys, I'm playing Castlevania tonight. It's like, whoa, what? What's going on? Mm-hmm. 
you know, and mm-hmm. over time, I, I added my bumpers in the beginning, like uh, the intro, which I made just like a month ago. That's what I play when we raid, too. And then, like, go into just chatting. And that's actually, like, my favorite segment, I think, is just sitting and talking with people for a while. We talked about, like, vintage anime for, like, 30 minutes. Like, uh, it was, like, the first Earthbound stream this week, and we just sat there... And it got up to like 30 people. I have no idea how that happened so fast. But we were just like going boom, 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 boom. What's our favorite anime? Boom, boom, boom. It was amazing. And uh, I I love that energy in the beginning. Yeah. I I mean, I'm going to talk about it more in my week. But I've been having some amazing streams with Super Bomberman online. Or Super Bomberman R online. And it's just like people talking in the chat and like... It's it's fun to do that and like because I, I have a stream ending stream where I play like the credits on people mm-hmm. who followed and all that stuff and then I'm like get ready for the raid here we go so but no I feel you on that like <laughs> I feel definitely feel you so but I'm gonna skip uh, I'm gonna skip this question because I want to ask this next one but what we're gonna do is uh, we've seen and I know personally Chris and I both have experienced the natural life cycle of the streamer where they'll just stream for a few months or maybe even a year and then they get burned out. What has worked for you, and is there any advice you would give to new streamers? Yeah, that's a good question. That's, I think, something that a lot of us struggle with. Another dirty secret. I started in April last year. Um, this okay. is when I was like getting oriented to all this, and it was very difficult to get everything set up. And understanding how this works, there's like a lot of things that are like between the lines. You, know, you can watch so many YouTube tutorials, uh, but without the actual experience and the trial and error that you personally experience... You're not going to learn this stuff. So I got burned out really fast, even in just like one month last year. Picked it back up after teaching in the summer because my schedule is more open. And then I went for two more months, got burned out, quit again. And I really picked this up back in earnest at the end of this March. And that's like where we've we've been at for a while. Like that's where the tone is of the channel. That's where things are as it is. And it's going really well. And the way that I'm approaching it now is always pick games, have fun with it, find new stuff, like always be switching it up, like just adding bumpers, adding redemptions, uh, finding new ways to engage people. Twitter, surprisingly, I used to think Twitter was like this really difficult, toxic thing, which it is. But if you yes. find like, <laughs> if you find like the right communities, I-, I think it's really cool. Like it's a really good way to like connect with people. Um, yes. And, and I make a very, very concerted effort to, like, always be positive on Twitter because there's so much negative bullshit out there. Anytime yeah, I man. see something bad, it's like, I'm making a positive tweet. You know what? I need to put yeah. back into the universe what this has taken from me. <laughs> That's, I can, I can, it's, what is it? It's all about the vibes, right? It's all about mm-hmm. the vibes, man. Sure um, but but yeah. I feel bad too because I don't want to feel like because I always put vibe stuff in mind. I'm like, ah, it looks like I'm copying him now, so I don't want <laughs> that to happen. But I guess the whole point of vibes is if everybody's vibing, then everybody's cool. So that's the thing. You know what? Here's another thing, Corey. I did not introduce vibes to this world. I'm also plagiarizing off of vibes themselves. <laughs> Isn't that what? Because like everyone's like, I've had people look at my channel and they're like, this is like your theme is amazing. I'm like, if only you knew how many streamers I have stolen ideas from. <laughs> like it's, but I I uh, I want to understand that. Uh, I finally understand now that we've all created our own styles by stuff we like. The best thing you can do if you're thinking about becoming a streamer is watch streamers. Oh yeah, like that watch see what clicks for you some people like do you want to be like dr disrespect and put on a persona of that level every time you stream or do you want to be like me and chris or and even you bauer too where we're like we're just chilling 
Like that's what we're doing. We're playing games we like to play, and we're gonna chill. So there, there's a, there's a very conscious effort. I've I had a conversation with someone like yesterday, I think it was on Twitter, and we were talking about like finding your voice as a streamer, and that's like a very organic process. There's a lot of like fundamentals that you need to have set up in the beginning, right? Like having good levels on your sound, making your stream look good, picking engaging games, knowing how to be comfortable on camera. Uh, but as far as like what your brand is, like how you're selling yourself, how you're engaging people specifically and what makes you stand out, that's something I think that you just organically discover through, like I said earlier, trial and error. You know, when I started this, like I would sometimes get really pissed off at games. And I mean, we all do, right? But I would like not hide it at all. I'd be like, ah, fucking, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, like yeah. part of who I try to be on camera is like I'm calm through like the worst things <laughs> i saw your castlevania stream and there was a couple just <sighs> i i died <laughs> i died several times inside doing that we, we made it past fine. the reaper Cas- <laughs> yeah there you go that's what that's what castlevania does to you man but no yeah so one of the best advice i think chris and i have ever gotten and i would say eddie too is uh we had uh, another streamer on a couple months ago uh, by the name of Game Tracks, he's a retro v- variety streamer and all that stuff. He's a very, really, really good guy. If you guys don't good know, friend. you go check him out. Yes, very good friend. But he told us we we asked him the same question, and he goes, "Turn like turn off the view counter." Is oh I yeah, oh yeah, streamer. <laughs> and when we, Chris and I did that, I was just like, "Oh, streams are fun now." Yep, because I don't care about the numbers. I'm actually just having fun. I mean, there were sometimes I'd look at my stream. I'm like, I have nobody in here. I'm just gonna end this stream. I've done that multiple nights, and that's a big no-no. Don't do that. Play games that are going to be fun and never look at that viewer count. Like, if you're not having thing. fun, no one else is going to have fun. That's, like, the biggest thing. Exactly. P- people can exactly. sniff that out so easily if you're, like, every two seconds, like, looking over, like, what's my view count? Mm-hmm. Like, just pretend yeah. everyone is here. Just imagine that everyone's here and enjoying it. You have fun. Mm-hmm. People will come to you. That's and GameTrack said too. He's like, dude, even if you look at it, if you have five viewers, imagine five people in your room right now watching you play the game. That's a lot of people watching you play a game. Yep. Like, don't get discouraged by those low numbers. Like, it amazes me that anyone would want to watch me play video games. Like, it's and it, and I'm very I'm very happy with the current community that I have and how I've gotten it. So, no, it, it's but, like uh, that for everyone though, right? Like, we all start yeah. with low number there. I can't think of a single example, except for maybe like YouTubers, right? Who bring an existing community over here. Yes. But like, if you're starting as a streamer and you have no outside like socials or anything, of course you're going to start with like two viewers at best. And that's usually like your mom and your friend, or maybe you have like a browser open or something. That's you have everyone. Some ghost accounts. So. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's everyone. The way you get better is you, you, you try to improve the content. You reach out to people, you learn from other streamers, you participate in other communities, you know, and that's the biggest thing. You learn to promote properly. Yeah. So, all that stuff. But, no, yeah, like, it's, a lot of people get discouraged about that stuff, but that kind of goes in with the next question I got, that you are, because you said you have started again at the end of March, which is astounding to me because your growth and notoriety right now on the Twitch community is growing exponentially 
Like, there are big streamers that, like, Ash said hi knows about you. Dr. Orochi knows about you. Like, you are, like, I saw you the other night. Like, I mean, I know we just said don't look at the viewer count. But I was like, holy shit, he has 75 viewers. And I was like, what is going on in here? And, like, I checked it out. And I was just like, this is it. Like, this is what, like, people want to see. So, with that, I guess the main question is, what do you have? What's the next step for your brand or for your channel? Uh, well, first of all, uh, notoriety. Who, who do I have beef with? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's funny. I saw that word, and I know what you mean, like, um, um, like exposure, maybe. But I'm like okay. notoriety. My my mind first went like, oh shit, like what did I do? <laughs> no, positive notoriety. <laughs> it's not the same. I pissed somebody off. <laughs> I got really no, scared for a second. Is. I'm like, who did I piss off? <laughs> <laughs> No, um, no, it's a good thing. I, I don't know. Like, I feel very lucky. You know, I, I work very hard. I, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm very, like, lucky that I do have the exposure that I do. And, like, sometimes you get noticed by people that have an existing community, and that definitely gives you a boost. Like, I think you mentioned Dr. O. Like, he's one of the people that first started giving me a boost back when I was still not prepared to do this, still not prepared to host, like, 80 people in my stream. Yeah. Um, there's a certain amount a of luck. Yeah. There, there's a certain amount of luck and then there's a certain amount of hard work and then both of them have to work. Right. Because mm -hmm. if you work really hard, but sometimes you just don't get exposure, then it's really difficult. If you get really lucky, I had a raid one time of 800 people when I was a Mario maker streamer in the beginning. I didn't know what the hell to do. I didn't You're know how like, to, hello. Yeah, pretty much. I like, I was crying. I was so overwhelmed. I didn't even know what the hell to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, I was not prepared for that. That's something I've seen people say in YouTube videos before talking about like growth is when you get these huge raids, if you're just not prepared for it, if you don't know how to handle yourself, you'll just get overwhelmed, right? Some people enter this thinking, I know exactly how to talk to 100 viewers at one time. Let me tell you, it's really, really hard, especially if you're trying to make meaningful conversations. Yes. I'm still not good at it, you know, because it's just something you have to practice and I don't have a hundred people except for like once or twice ever. <laughs> yeah. And that was raids. I got yeah, I got a I got a big raid one time of like fourteen hundred people, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, <laughs> why are people in here? And then but luckily I got I just got lucky. That was the thing, was I got lucky. The guy saw my title. I at that point I was doing like sub goals in the title, mm. and he was just like, We're gonna smash this sub goal and we're gonna go check it out. So I I can't say with the current community that I had before then I didn't have much of a community, but I got lucky there. Some luck plays a part in it. So, how like, like how big were you at that point? Like how many followers did you have? I mean, I think I, I hadn't hit 500 yet. Like I was at okay. like maybe I didn't start you, the 500. You hadn't hit 300 dude. Yeah. I hadn't like, I wasn't pushing for 500 yet until I got that raid. And I was like, Oh shit, this is possible. Like I could get 500. So, no, I was very small, and then that shit came in. I was not ready. I was playing Pokemon, <laughs> and my alerts, like, literally, I thought OBS broke. Yeah. Because my alerts, were, my alerts went for 30 or 40 minutes with the subs and the follows and the bits and all that stuff. And I was just like, thanks, guys. I You're going to be able to let me purchase a stream, or a, uh, a stream deck, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, too, and I think we've talked about it on other – I think I talked about it last week, too, is – Streaming because becomes a different thing when you are just doing it for fun and you're not doing it as a job. I've seen too many people be like, I've quit my full-time job and no. became a streamer. 
And I'm like, you have 20 peak viewers sometimes, bro. Like, how much money do you have saved up? Because you're going to burn through that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sound discouraging. to get to levels where it's comfortable. Yeah, I don't want to sound discouraging. But, like, if you want to do this full time, and I'm not even, like, close to that like i feel extremely lucky and and grateful that i make any money from doing this but my god like quit dropping everything and saying i'm doing this for a living don't don't do that do like no. get your bearings do this for a while slowly ease into it improve your brands make sure your content is better that's the thing you can always have control of your content right you can't control necessarily how many eyeballs you have on you like we said previously a lot of it's luck a lot of it's perseverance. A lot of it is connections and stuff, right? But you can always, always, always improve how your content looks and sounds and how you present yourself. Just focus exactly. on that instead of dropping everything and saying, okay, I'm writing the great American novel. I'm going to live in a cabin. Like, no, just work on your craft right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't take your trust fund and then go <laughs> go do stuff. Like, no, it's it's it, and then a lot of people they start freaking out. They're like, I'm not making the money. I can't make the bills. And now streaming is no longer fun. I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen I won't name names. I've seen streamers that have been desperately trying to like live off of this, and their numbers yes. have gotten worse because they get a very like negative attitude. Like, like they feel yeah. like, oh my God, I'm slipping. I need to have viewers. I need to have this. And it's very transparent when you're watching. Uh, and I feel bad for them. But at the same time, like you, you have to remember why you're doing this to begin with and why people want to engage with you, why they want to connect with you. And if they're just watching you and you're complaining about your view count, like uh, it feels bad. I mean, I don't want to, again, like, yeah, I don't want to throw shade and I won't name anyone because there's several people that I've seen do this. But it's like, it's just sad. I don't know. It's, and it's, they just, don't quit. That's the moral of it. Don't quit your job until like, like I I watch a streamer called Barbarous King. And he talked about like how he be, he's been streaming for like, I don't know, six or seven years. And he was just like, yeah, the only reason like I finally quit my job was because I realized, oh, this pays the bills now. I don't have to teach history anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ride this Twitch train until it goes into the ground. (laughs) And then I'll just pick up where I left off with my history degree. So it's, it's luck. Like it's luck. People look at Maximilian and they're just like, I want to be like Max. I'm like, Max has been, had a huge doing YouTube this, community. Yep. Yep. For 10 yeah. years. He's still like doing YouTube shit. He had an entire yeah. like fucking f- fighting game encyclopedia bullshit that he was doing before, yeah. beforehand. So it was like, look, everyone when it was just in TV. Everyone starts off at one subscriber. Everyone starts mm-hmm. off at one follower. I mean, I, I'm, I, I think that I make pretty decent YouTube content, but you all yeah, you have, have to, your own URL now. You all have like, you know, you have to you have to build up to it, right? You have to build up to it. It's it's not an overnight thing. Like I probably won't see the the numbers that I necessarily want to see until maybe like a year from now like it's just it is what it is you have to consistently work at it it is the exact same thing as with this podcast chris do you remember when we first started and we would get disheartened a little bit i would get disheartened a little bit i'm just like man it feels like nobody's listening like Mm -hmm. he's like and chris was that voice of reason he's like dude we got to just put content out we got to every week every week boom 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 now we're at episode 95 and we have pretty good amount of viewers like we have a community which feels amazing that the amount of people that like because we check we're not going to name numbers but or uh 
the numbers of the listeners and stuff every week, we never thought we'd be at this level. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy about it. Like yeah. And what did you say, Chris? We're not gonna start seeing this until we get closer to that hundredth episode. Yeah. It's 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 kind of like the the situation where and it's it's kind of like a weird parallel, but like I draw a lot of comparisons to Castle Super Beast or even before that the best friends uh shit where it's just beforehand it was just two motherfuckers that was just doing shit on the internet and they were doing it their way they were doing it their way and they were throwing darts at a dartboard and they were just saying like does this stick no fucking move on to the next thing and not not, like don't give up and eventually people come in and they listen so the goal is that in the next year or two years we're going to double or triple our numbers and just going to continue to grow and that's what we do I mean, it, it, a minute it, until I'm, I die. It, it all yep. comes down to like creating content that you're proud of. That's that's how I get by, right? Like, if mm-hmm. I can walk away, watch my VOD, and say that was good, you know, it the numbers might not be astronomical. I don't expect them to be, but if it was good, then I'm happy. Like, I can retire for the day. As a teacher, I talk a lot about uh, growth mindset. Basically, that is every time you do something, you get incrementally better. You're never fixed at some point, right? You're not entering the best. You're not entering the worst. Everyone starts sucking at something, and you just get better and better and better as an organic process, but also an effortful process, right? Like you're watching your content. You're making conscious notes. You're improving every single time you do it. People don't see how the sausage is made. They see the yes. end product, right? Exactly. And and they see like... Uh, like any of these streamers, Dr. Rowe, Ash said hi, anything. And they're like, oh my God, you have hundreds of viewers. I mean, they must just like you, right? No, I mean, people like them, but they've been building up to this point. Yeah. They put, they've been consistent. They've been putting out content. That's the one of the biggest things I will see. And I'm a vic- not a victim, but I am someone that used to do it, is calling streams off all the time. Just be like, oh, I'm not feeling it. Not going to do a stream tonight. And be like, I've had inner battles with myself. Be like, look, you're not in the right, right, right mindset to stream tonight. You're just like, and then finally at the end, I'm like, no, fuck it. Let's just get on there. Put the content out there. People are going to show up. Just play a game. You. That's the thing, too, is in the beginning, I would always be like, I'm playing this game tonight. And it never, I had a very like, oh, my God moment where I was just like, oh, I can just change the game whenever I want to. Like, I don't have to be in this <laughs> game if I'm not having fun with it anymore. Mm-hmm. I could just switch over to it. So no, no, like, it's oh, very important do- that you finish Aria of Sorrow right now, right tonight, <laughs> or you'll lose <laughs> got, all of I your followers. <laughs> yeah, I'll never. I can never move. I can never play another game until I go back and beat Tanuki Justice. <laughs> I fucking love Aria of Sorrow. It's, I think that was the man. one. Okay, so I made that reference because that was where I burned out last year. I was trying to finish it, and it's not like an inherently difficult game, but I had like a low view count. You should have passed the controller was- to me, man. i think it was that i was streaming like at a bad time too it's like consistency right like find a time that works for you and keep a schedule like that's a huge thing as well uh at least for me i i know it's worked for me but this was when i was very inconsistent and i was playing it for like five people and i'm like uh fuck this i'm gonna go get dinner you know and like i think we've all been there right like if you have done that or if you're doing it right now don't feel bad about it because dude everyone has been there um mm. it's all incremental growth it's all growing pains you know yeah it's true and you know what i mean it took even bringing up the the five viewer counters like i personally think yo you have five people in your stream that's pretty yeah. fucking dope because like the the equivalent to that is that you have five people just sitting there on the couch watching you play you are you are essentially the center of attention for five fucking people 
You yeah. know, like me, I just I just don't want to see one or zero. You know what I mean? Like as long as I have people there in my chat bullshitting with me, I'm happy. I don't give a shit who shows up. Just yeah, yeah. And, and I don't mean to, to me. sound I don't mean to sound ungrateful either about it because I definitely was. It was more of like it, it, I wasn't seeing the like growth that I wanted to see. Right? Mm -hmm. Like you expect to be growing at a and it's funny because like there is no like one amount, right? There's no fixed amount. Okay. And the first, a lot of people ask this on like, uh, uh, like our Twitch, how many people should I have in the first month? How many people should I have in the second month? How many, there is no yeah. answer to this. There is no set path for anyone. There is no, uh, like standard growth, right? It should be going right. up if it's growth. I right. mean, definitionally, but it's not like twenty new people every month. It's like whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's people no want those numbers, and this is not what that's about. Like, there's that's not how it works. There's no metric that says whether or not you can stay on Twitch based on your viewer count. There's nothing like that. No. You just just keep on fucking doing it. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things I've realized. Like, I have grown and like learned how to talk to chat better. Or even when there's nobody in my chat, I know to be like talking or something like that. But you just got to do it. Like that's what it is. You just got to keep doing it. There is no cookie cutter method to this. You just got to keep getting better and better and better at it. Like that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there, there's good practices, right? But like as far as what makes you you, that's what you discover. Yeah. I found out that I'm I really like having someone else on with me. So like you'll see me like me and Scotty will stream a lot. And it's just because we're very – it's like with Chris and Eddie, and we've started to realize with you, Nintendo Bauer, you, you know – you can have a conversation, and it's fluid. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's like you're trying to pull something or do a comedy skit or something. It's all natural is what it is. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing about our channel yeah, and yeah. Our, our podcast. It's always been about being natural. The only time it's ever not felt natural is we had a certain way we used to do our news segments, but we've we've gone back and we took advice from that and learned and fixed things. So that's what it is. Yeah, sometimes so you just abandon things. Think. When you said, like, you're not trying to do, like, a comedy skit, it kind of reminded me there was this YouTuber that was giving advice for streamers and – Okay, look, there's some good advice out there. There's some weird, inconsistent advice. But this one was like, you should always be writing three jokes for every hour and telling the jokes on stream. And I'm like, this might be right for someone that's incredibly socially anxious. But like, mm -hmm. what the hell is that actually? That's terrible advice. <laughs> it's like, knock, knock. Does, like, oh, it's the 14th knock, knock joke. Does he, yeah. still, oh, oh. Does he still do YouTube? <laughs> That that yes. would be like oh no this question. is this is a very prominent person okay. that gives streaming advice. That's why I was like, what the hell are you talking? This is terrible. <laughs> I can just guy. imagine like oh, we're at the twenty minute mark. Let me get my it, what? <laughs> it's not this not cookie cutter formula. That's what it is. So, but anyway, as we ask all of our guests that we he have here on Scrubverse, what have you been doing this week? Uh, as far as like streaming goes. As uh, far just as, like, whatever the fuck you've been doing. Yeah, anything that you're comfortable <laughs> with sharing with us. Oh, my God, I feel like I'm in a meeting. At the, <laughs> at the end of every lab meeting that we have, they're basically like, okay, what did you do this week? And it's like, oh, oh shit, what did I lab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the information's coming out. I mean, I've been playing Shimigami Tensei Nocturne off of Yeah! Stream. It's the first game there I've been playing goes. forever, dude. Like, off stream, and it's so good. So, mm -hmm. Chris, I'm guessing that you played this before. <laughs> oh, I'm a Shimigami Tensei whore, bro. 
Like, oh man, I, I love SMT. And like tomorrow, there we go. I'll walk away. Tomorrow, I've got a <laughs> review coming out on Mega Visions. I actually was going to talk about that in my weeks because like, I was on vacation, but I was still doing Mega Vision stuff because it was just like, hey, Chris, Shin Megami Tensei, bye. I'm just like, well, where's our review copy? We didn't get one. Let's go. <laughs> Week late. Let's go. <laughs> it's the story of it, man. Yep. Oh, it is what I, it is. But go tell me. Tell me more. No, that's awesome because I, I played it back when it released in 2004, and it's been like forever, so I forgot mm-hmm. everything. It's like um, a new I experience. Just, it's like a it's it's weird how much stuff you remember right like it's existed rent free in your mind but it just gets like pulled out as you play it again um so i just beat the matador and i have a memory of it not being too bad and then i played it this time like fuck like all the memes about it over the years i totally forgot how much this fight sucks (laughs) yeah yeah no no that that fight's a bitch now now for me it only (laughs) took me twice to beat it because like i i kind of like remember like after the first fight i'm just like Okay, I see what's going on here. Because luckily, I didn't die phase one. So Matador Fight is setting the stage. Matador Fight is notoriously known not only in the SMT fandom, but like if you're like a big JRPG fan in general, Matador Knight or Matador Fight is so infamous because it's not necessarily hard as far as stat value, but he has access to skills that you normally would not encounter at that stage of the game and you'd have to utilize strategies that you would otherwise were would not be introduced to and it's just so much in like a small microcosm of like you're barely level 20 right it's a very mm-hmm. very it, it's a skill check it's a knowledge check right as i say first wall exactly it's the first wall but as far as like walls in jrpgs there's like oh let me let me just jump over this fence and then you've got trump building the wall with matador like in in fucking stage one so it's 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 a fight if you don't understand if you don't understand that you have to buff and debuff and Mm -hmm. that you have to play to weaknesses and he doesn't really have an elemental weakness which is what makes it even worse because like not you you can't exploit that to get extra turns but if you're not buffing, debuffing, and have a very specific composition of your team of force resistance, mm-hmm. demons, or force training, like, y- yeah, force draining, force blocking, you are fucked. Like mm-hmm. it's too very specific, and you also have to have a magatama equipped that drains force. If you don't do these things, you're going to struggle over and over and over. You can't just like blunt force it like a lot of RPGs. Mega Ten does not hold your hand. That is a blessing and a curse. It is a pain in the ass. <laughs> But it feels so good when you actually accomplish things in it. <laughs> right. And I remember the first Shin Megami Tensei game I played was the fourth one that was on the 3DS. Yep, yep. And I got my ass handed to me in the first four minutes. Hurt me harder. Like, I fucking I, love it. I, I was just like, oh, I'm a Persona boy. I'm not a Shin Megami Tensei boy. <laughs> and I'm, so I changed. I'm the exact opposite. I'm just like, I fucking hate Persona. Like, I begrudgingly play really? those games, but when Shin Megami Tensei comes out, I'm like, mm, give it to me, bitch. Just, just Chris loves hit the me harder. themes and all that. Oh, dude. Oh, I, yeah. It's so sacrilegious. I love it. I fucking love it. And, like, everything that he described is just phase one, because once you get to Matador phase two, like, the first, the first issue is that he's the first enemy that you encounter that has two turns per round. 
Mm-hmm. So like the entire oh. the entire system is like it's based off of the push turn system. So you have a turn for every single character in your party. And you can gain extra turns by either exploiting an elemental weakness or by landing a critical hit. Now you have bosses that it's just like, bitch, I've got two turns now. And like I have more chances to crit you because every single attack that the Metador does, with the exception of just like his normal attack, is always a move that hits everybody. So he's got extra chances for you to gain... Uh, for him to gain extra turns. And the entire strategy is, I need to throw a debuff on you, so I force you to remove that debuff on him and yep. then oh. go in. And t- so it's like, I have to waste a turn. It's a mind game. Exactly. I have it's to a waste game. a turn to keep you from doing stupid-ass shit because he's got yep, a yep, combo yep. where he focuses and then he does a move that hits everybody physically and it just, like, evaporates half three quarters of the entire party's health oh, and, and going so, back to what you said about press turn the two ways you exploit that is elemental weakness and landing a crit guess what you're basically not even landing regular attacks because he raises his evasion right and the only way to negate oh that God. is a very specific item because you don't have an ability to use that yet because you're fucking level 18 that's and not you true only is it true is there oh, like one demon true. that can use it which so demon? there's there's a magatama that you get after beating Fornius. And, and now we're going in fucking deep. Oh, that can use Dekaja? And, and You guys are going pretty okay. hard. Yeah, it's not even that. So Fog I Breath. I didn't know that. <laughs> Fog Breath, it's his fourth skill that he learns. I believe he learns it around level 18. But okay. it lowers the accuracy and evasion by two stages instead of one. Ah. So, so I was nobody is hitting stones. anybody. <laughs> nobody is using any is, is okay. hitting anybody. Okay, the the point is Matador mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> Matador sucks. He's gotcha. a dick. I also hate I hate uh, minimize and evasion in Pokemon games. I feel oh like sure. Guys. So <laughs> any any evasion raising stat on an enemy in a game, especially a boss, can just fuck right off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm guessing that game ta- has taken up a lot of your time. I'm guessing seven hours. <laughs> 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 I did want to bring up I wanted to bring up one thing and I've got something here on the stream is I wanted you to talk to us a little bit about that Urkel stream that you had the other night. Yes. Because it was amazing. Like tell us what the why Urkel is a significance oh, to the channel and then what happened the other night. Okay, so this is weird. Back when I started streaming, I was playing Journey to Silius. Don't worry, this makes sense in a second. Um, I was okay. playing Journey to Silius, and I like to like put things on Twitter, somehow promoting the streams. And I made a fake piece of trivia for Journey to Silius, which was, it's the only NES game that has hidden Urkels in it. And it was just something I pulled out of my ass. And then I was like, huh, I kind of like this idea. So I started hiding like very tiny Urkels in my stream before it was a redemption. And ask people, try and find it. And then I made it a redemption, so you can, I think it's right now six, you can upload six different Urkels to the overlay. And then I thought, how do I want to celebrate this stream? And I thought, man, let's just cover that sucker from like head to toe with them Urkel boys. I need to see that <laughs> so, because I was I was there for that stream. I'm going to bring it up. And there's like, there was like 30 Urkels on there. I'm just like, what the fuck By the end of doing? the night, by the end of the night, it was 75. Uh, and that was still not Christ. enough. <laughs> 
Yeah, so this one was pretty early in the game. Like, there's there's a good amount of Urkels on there. I, I also uh, appreciate that you use Sonic as an Urkel. Like, top tier. <laughs> top tier. And, and then if we go closer to the end of the night, this is the level that we got right here. This part, if you audio <laughs> listeners go watch, go watch the VOD on Nintendo uh, Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Bauer. It is an amazing thing. I love it so much. Still not enough. That's the problem. There's never enough. Yeah, I still see gameplay. <laughs> like that's the problem. I was expecting like a little pixel of like I could see after a while. <laughs> you know what though? You know what? If you go right to the end. You can okay. no longer see the gameplay because there's just one giant head that covers the screen. That was like, there. there's a way that people refer to jokes in uh, The Simpsons <laughs> as like, screw the there audience jokes. That, that's yes. like a screw the audience joke. Like, I, I claim that I'm going to cover the whole screen and the last one is just one. <laughs> just one big one. There it is. Look, you it took me. a little bit of the Konami logo. It took me four hours to do this. I, I got tired of it. <laughs> I'm assuming they're all probably like C or sources in your OBS that you just click on when you're ready to show. So, them so it's that. a group source called Oops All Urkels for this one specifically, <laughs> and you open it up and it has 75 individual items that I just every three minutes I added one to the screen. And I was playing Castlevania at the same time, which was a stupid decision because that requires a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. I was like, "Oh, you're playing the first one, and you're like you're preoccupied. That's not going to be." Good. And I somehow made but... it to. Dracula, I got my ass kicked repeatedly. I gave up and played Bloodlines. I did beat the Reaper, though, and that is my claim to fame. I did it with only a cross. Uh, I've never done that before, and I put Urkels on screen. So I have nowhere to go but up at this point. Or down, I guess. I mean, yeah. I know you were trying to beat it without the holy water or something like that. That's the only way I've ever been able to do it. That was one of your moments when you died the first time. You were just like, I thought you were going to be like, fuck. Like, <laughs> like I thought it was coming, but you you kept your demeanor, which I appreciate and I can respect. So the death is very silent inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I mean, if that's if that's really all that you had going on this week, Chris, I guess we could take it on over to you. And I thought you went to New England. My bad. I didn't know you went to Florida. No. So. Yeah. So I, I I had I went on a trip. That's why I wasn't here last week. Uh, thus, you know, I missed out on Scotty, but it is what it is. I went to the craziest fucking wedding that... I'm going to pull the videos up. Bro, like, I, I need to send you, like, some of the fucking pictures, dude. Like, I'm, I'm going to see if I can peep some of the pictures. Because, like, some of them may not be... You know what? Maybe not. Because some of them are not safe for Twitch. Yes. Yes. I'm, that's why I'm going to the Twitter ones. That's fine. I think those are going to be fine. okay. That, that should be fine. Dude, fucking, like, we... First off, my best friend got married... This is my best friend from high school. So, like, I've known these dudes, fuck, 15, 20 years. Like, we've been friends for a very, very long time, which is very uncommon for as far as, like, what other people say. But we – I went down to Florida, Orlando. He had his wedding at the Orlando Science Center. I've never heard of somebody getting married at a museum. I guess this is what, like, fucking rich people do because he's a lawyer. His new wife is a lawyer. Uh, both parents on either side are like either lawyers or scientists or some shit like that. They went buck fucking wild. We we get there and there are live animals being shown around during cocktail hour. What? The, this dude comes up to me as I'm getting one of my drinks. It's like, hey, would you like to would you like to pet pet Sammy the skunk? I'm like, fuck no, get that shit away from me. <laughs> I am in a suit, sir. <laughs> I just got this shit, Taylor. Get it the fuck away from me, bro. <laughs> 
Bro, some dude lost a snake. <laughs> Uh, that and I'm assuming not like a euphemism way. He no, no, no. Like the snake, the snake got away from him. It was a bow constrictor, so it was not poisonous. But nonetheless, oh, there was one of the three snakes that got away from their trainers. I think that there was also an armadillo. I do not. Apparently, armadillos or armadillos are indigenous to Florida. So I don't know if it's just something that the science center owned or somebody just let a random one in. Although I was about to say they're also uh, native to the sides of the roads of Arkansas. So. <laughs> so that was that was fascinating. I saw that little fucker running around. But anyway, so we go to this this wedding. There is a distinct like difference between the families uh, because one half of the room was white and the other half was black. If this is, a, this is an interracial marriage, they were, it was just like, right. it's like looking at a yin yang, you know, <laughs> in real life, in real, in real life. <laughs> she, he married like some sweet little British girl. The family is absolutely lovely, um, but they're very, very reserved and conservative. And I don't know if they understand who their little girl married. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Brian, Bri just to give you an idea of just like what Brian's persona is, like when I when I saw him, I was like, hey, what's going on? He was like, bro, tonight's going to be nothing but absolute fucking foolishness. The first thing that happens after the best man or after like the he dances with his mom and some shit like that, this fucking belly dancer shows up with a sword and she just she yeah. she starts doing her fucking number. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is pretty fucking hot. And <laughs> like, you just see this belly dancer dancing, and there's like fucking dinosaur oh, we fossils can see it right now. and shit like that all the fuck around and shit. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. And then she does her second number, and it is like, it's it's like a, like, I don't want to necessarily say that it's an Islamic song, but it's definitely like something that came from the Middle East. Well, we didn't know, or I didn't know, her family is Jewish. So they didn't appreciate that very much. Um, <laughs> like, you could visibly see in the photos from, like, the professional photos that the wife is not happy with what's being played. But they let it rock. It was awesome. They open up the dance floor. We go we go into the dance floor and shit like that. And then in the middle of one of the songs, the lights start dimming down. We're like, oh, is something about to happen? And this fucking great value Daft Punk on stilts walks in. <laughs> you got one dude on stilts. The other one was a midget. And they just start bringing the fucking party to the dance floor. And it was absolutely insane the dance floor evolved into like this fucking dance circle where you have like the all the guys going in showing off their fucking moves that was my cue to get the fuck out of there because i don't do any of that shit <laughs> chris you got a bad hit i got so. I, I got a bad few things bro that, that's just not my uh <laughs> that's just not my thing but it was it was a crazy crazy great time like halfway through like the dance segment the chick that did the belly dancing got completely naked and they started do putting sushi on her and so we had like can't show that one can't show that on twitch <laughs> but it was great it happened my wife saw that it was just like i fucking want it and i'm just like yo let's go Let's fucking go. Meanwhile, Brian yeah. Brian is over there. He's just overindulging. He was just like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got the father of the bride in the background with like that stern, disapproving look oh, yeah. on his face. 
Like, you just hear a shotgun. <laughs> He's British. They don't do that. That's true. Yeah, that's right. But it was, dude, it was absolutely insane. Like, the, the, this looks expensive. Bro, bro, fuck it. Fuck it. That's that's just their life. They, they Is this spend... one of those weddings where you look at your significant other and you're like, shit, this wedding was better than ours? Like, <laughs> I mean, Tiff and I got married at a courthouse, so we don't give a fuck. I got married on my wife's property, her compound farm. So like, <laughs> there were no I'm there were no visible guns, but I'm pretty sure there were. Probably there was definitely guns. There. guns. There, there in Arkansas, I'm pretty sure there's like two guns to one person per capita. Uh, it's that just is what it is. Yeah, you get one when you register to vote. Exactly. So. Uh, I can't no, even tell was, if you're kidding or not. <laughs> dude, dude, it was uh, there was a donut wall where you can just like customize your own donuts, which I'm just like what? that's. That's cool as shit. I don't think I got a, a. You're like I'm on a diet. <laughs> not not anymore, bro. I gained like fucking seven pounds on this trip. I I haven't weighed myself since because I've been trying to work out. But goddamn, dude, that shit was in fucking insane, absolutely insane. Fucking right on. That sounds awesome. It was awesome. My the rest of the uh, the trip was like uneventful. We just did like I guess you could say touristy things. Although I've been to Orlando enough times to know like. Okay, this is a tourist trap, and this is not. So I'm gonna go where it's not, and go where the fucking locals are, and shit like that. All in all, a good right. time. My way back though, and this is something I might need you to like Google. Okay. So we, when you travel from DC to Orlando and back, you pretty much just take 95 the entire way, right? So like, there's a few side roads in order to get to Orlando, but once you hit 95, it's straight to my fucking house because I live. I live off of I-95. Well, in all my years of making this trip, because I go to Orlando at least once or twice a year, there is a tourist trap called South of the Border. South of the Border mm. was constructed in 1950, and it is a relic of, like, super racist white people making Mexican art and uh, sideshows, oh, no. and it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. This oh, this no. monument has not changed in the last 50 years. And my son, you know, being the ever-flowing fountain that he is, cannot hold his fucking bladder. He's like, Dad, I need to pee. I'm just like, fuck it. We're going to south of the border. I need to see this shit with my own eyes. Dude, it's like walking into the 50s, but it's like everything is run down. It's supposed to be a four-star establishment. It's like a four-star hotel what? and shit like that. Dude. Uh, the the restaurant looks like it has not changed since the 70s there was two servers and one cook in the background the line was wrapping around the restaurant itself almost twice and it, it brought in all the worst types of people i'm all looking at this right now it okay. looks like it looks like some sort of set piece from fallout dude like yeah. this set has been in movies like where it's just like yo, this is this is some white trash shit. This is what white people think Mexicans are, and it's just everything about that is just embodied in this place. It's amazing. It's absolutely fucking amazing. But there it is. <laughs> There's the fucking monument. That's yep. terrible. Yeah, everyone everyone gets pictures under there. I didn't. My wife wouldn't let me. I was just like, just just let me do it. Let me at least get the gorilla. I've got a picture of me with a gorilla somewhere. Because they've got to let me be a little white. Let me be a little <laughs> white. <laughs> but dude, like everything about this, like the bathroom is like one of the most disgusting places 
that I've ever oh. been to. And like, I, I was in the Marine Corps for five years. You know, I've been in a Marine Corps porter shitter. Like, it's gross. And this was still worse. But they had an attendant in the bathroom with a chip jar. And he just like, anytime somebody would walk by, he would make sure that he'd walk over to the tip jar and just shake it a little bit as he's staring at you as you leave. It was fucking gross. I never understood. I, un- I I guess I understood him in fancy, like yeah establishment. Like and when stuff, you, when you like go this? to like a dance hall or like a, a fucking place where you have a wedding, you know you'd have yeah, some guy who like gives you like mints or a towel, warm towel or you know steam towel. You know here's fucking you know cologne, cologne. exactly like exactly. Yeah. Nah, bro, I I I sem- I somewhat clean the shit off the 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 shitters. I can flick some toilet water on you. Is that yeah, you yeah. Let me refresh you a little bit. No, bro, it was gross. Ugh. It was absolutely Ugh. gross. Everything about this place was just like dirty and dingy, except the arcade. I go into the arcade. What? It is immaculate, but it looks like it has not been updated since 2001 because the newest game that they had in there was like House of the Dead 2. Nice. Okay, well, that's a good one, though. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, no, it is a good one. Like, like you, you walk in there, and at first, everything looked like it was boarded up. But when you walk in there, there is one attendant and a, a manager that was in there. Bro, the floors were fucking spotless. They had some really nice-looking, rare pinball machines. They had, like, fucking arcade games that I hadn't seen in, in years. All of them were running well. All of them fucking, like, clean. Like, this was probably the one place that anybody paid any sort of attention to. Probably because nobody went in there because they all thought it was fucking run down. You know, they, they thought they were going to get tetanus in the restaurant portion. <laughs> bro, I'm worried I have tetanus right now because I pissed in the, like, the worst fucking pisser. I'm, my, da- my son's just like, Daddy, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm, like, holding him up like you're not allowed to touch anything. No, don't touch anything. Don't touch shit. Don't touch shit. Good thing you don't have a daughter, like, right now. Yeah, so. no, no. We're never going fucking back there. Dude, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. Like, the food that I had there was worse than what I would have at, like, a JV soccer game. Like, you go to, like, some Ew. fucking middle school. Bro, it was incredible. I-, I love going to shitty places just so that I can, like, try to gauge the type of people who work at these locations. And it's just, like, what brought you here? Like I want to interview these people. What brought you a lot of bad decisions to this place, dude? It was insane. reach out to South of the Border in July. Here you go. In July, we're gonna have an interview with a South of the Border employee. <laughs> it's the trouble crazy. with like visiting places like that, like it's interesting, like you said, to like see what what is happening here. What is the mindset of these people? What's going on? Never ingest stuff. Don't introduce foreign bodies to yourself mm-hmm. at these sort of establishments. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. Oof. I feel like that. I used to feel like that anytime I went into a Chuck E. Cheese. I just always felt fucking dirty. Oh yeah, because it, it's just the what is it? Patton Oswalt so, said, "Come on down to the child casino and rat concert." <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, it's just it was the first gas station I'd ever seen that was wall to wall fireworks. I want you to think about that. So wait, that. was this thing, this place was a restaurant, a, a, a gas station, and an arcade? Bro, it is its own mini city. So, like, oh. the, like south of the border. It's like bad the, Disney. Yeah, so basically south of the border is, like, uh, originally a hotel. And, like, the inside of the hotel is relatively nice for the 1970s. It's never been updated, but it still looks <laughs> nice. That's why everyone's just like, oh, it's a four-star hotel. Everything around it 
is like dingy and dirty. It hasn't been painted. It hasn't been updated. They've got the same yeah. five employees like cycling off what establishment they're working at because half the fucking shit is closed one day and the other half is closed another day. It's insane. It's absolutely fucking insane. They have they had three restaurants on site, but all the same employees work there because we we were talking to one of the girls and it's like, yeah, we're not going to be open because tomorrow I got to open up for the Mexican restaurant. Cause today was the burger joint. And then like five blocks down, they've got the fucking, uh, the, the Mexican place. And then across from there, they've got like a Philly cheesesteak stand where everybody just fucking works. It was cr- like when they got backed up, they had the one janitor for the 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 south side of the establishment like all the fucking stores and bathrooms and shit like that they had to pull him to start cooking food because they were so fucking backed up crazy he washed his hands crazy he washes hands he (laughs) He, washes hands they've got the powers like (laughs) (laughs) who are you trying to convince here (laughs) are you trying to are you trying to make yourself feel better Look, man, I'm just trying to convince myself I didn't get fucking sick or coronavirus. Like, I didn't get a cold or I didn't get the that coronavirus. That was amazing. A place like this survived through pandemic. Bro, no masks. Like, I know. We were the only ones with masks. Oh, yeah. That's like the world now. It's just like, like now you, you guys are looking at me like again. I'm the weird one. Okay. I, yeah. I know where the fuck I'm at now. Dude, it was, it was incredible. <laughs> I want to go back down that. there just so I can, like, fill more shit because I'm just like... Like it's it's like a snapshot in time, dude. It's so weird. That was it's like so a scouting mission horror movie. Yeah, your yeah, first was a scouting yeah. mission. Now you know exactly what you're getting into. Exactly. Yeah. And so the next time we're full on film crew, bro. I need three. You could people. write a, You could do a movie. South I could do border. a movie south of the fucking border, <laughs> south of the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. Like like it's yeah, right it's on the fucking border. Somehow make it a horror movie. It'll work. There you go. So I, I think don't think that you they're... can do anything. Just go in and film it. It's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like there, there's been movies that have been filmed at South of the Border. Like there was one, uh, like it was like a syndicated show, and apparently the premise was like these criminals were trying to get out of Mexico. And at the start of the third season, they filmed at like one of these joints. And they made it seem like they were still stuck in Mexico. But when they left, you're like, oh, south of the border, North Carolina. You're just like, oh, my God. Wow. It's it's fucking wow. Production value. It's crazy. You live an amazing (laughs) life, sir. (laughs) Besides that, the other things I've been doing, uh, I've been getting gearing up for the Katana Zero um, video that I'm planning for June. I've been playing a lot of Shin Megami Tensei 3. We've already talked about this. There's not really a whole lot to talk about for beyond that. And then finally, we we have completed the Killer Instinct League. We had our finals nice. yesterday. We're international now. We had players what? from fucking France, from Brazil. Oh, yeah. Like like our top three was like all different countries. It was crazy. It was it was so fucking cool, and it was the smoothest that it had ever been, like for the last month La- and a half. Last so. week went pretty smooth, except for a couple things. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was amazing. Like you got everyone from all over America, and then you got like, like you said, South America, Brazil, France. Like what? Like yeah. So it was it was very very cool. It makes me a lot more confident for when we start doing the Strive League uh, because we've got a lot of people that are interested. I'm starting to reach out to some other personalities to see if they want to be part of it. Um, so it's it's cool. 
it's very, very, very cool. So I can't wait. Uh, that's that's awesome. pretty much my my week, two weeks, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So awesome. Well, good. You're back and you're not dead. That's the most important. Thing. And I don't have so. Corona. <laughs> I think it's long enough to know whether or not I have Corona at this point. Yeah, I think you're good. Yeah. So I did my week. I did a bunch of streams. I think uh, if you had listened to last week's podcast, I was talking about I started Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I'm doing a little mm. thing on Mondays where it's Metal Gear Rising Mondays. And uh, I played it on the first time. My chat was like, play it on hard. And I'm like, okay. And I did it, and I had an absolute abysmal time. Like, I was getting to the levels of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order last boss levels, Chris. Like, I was getting really upset. But then, so the next week, I was like, I'm going to bump it down to medium, and I'm going to get back to where I was. So I start playing, and I'm like, why the fuck is this parry mechanic not working? So the way that Metal Gear Rising Revengeance works, that you can go into a parry mode, or you go into a defense mode where you basically mm-hmm. like put up your sword. But if right. you do it at r- right when the enemy attacks, you'll do a parry and you'll hit them and then you can go into your combo and all that stuff. Well, I wasn't understanding it. I was hitting the button and all that stuff. And then come to find out you have to point in the direction of the incoming attack what? while you're doing the parry at button at the same time. That's And sick. I was like, oh, the game is easy now because <laughs> I understood the mechanic. So I've done a complete positive heel turn there. The game's still fucking awesome, and I love it. Nice. It's so good. It's so fucking good. That was and one of the in- biggest things that was holding me back from that game because I think I was either on the first or second mission, and it was up to where you fight the dog, like the, what's supposed to be like your dog yeah. companion, Blade Wolf. and I, I can't pass it. I'm just like, what the fuck is this parry system? It's not making any sense. So I eventually, I got to go back to that and use your fucking... If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to say. I'm confident this- in that statement. The story's still batshit insane. For anyone that doesn't understand, at the point where I'm at right now, basically the government is taking these orphans and then, like, taking their brains out and selling their organs on the black market and putting their head, like, putting their brains into the same program that Raiden went through as a child to become a murderer for the government. So basically, they're creating a child army of cyborgs. It sounds like straight out of a QAnon conspiracy theory, dude. It is straight out of fucking what's his name's head. It's that batshit insane. Kojima. <laughs> it is like it's out of Kojima's head, so it's batshit insane. That's just what it is. Nice. Uh, but the game still is fucking beautiful, and it still holds up. And whoever did the voice for Ra- uh, for uh, Raiden, their Jack the Ripper voice is so bad I love it. It's so bad, I love it. It is, like, because they're obviously trying to do, like, a crazy, maniacal, like, voice. And you're just like, you almost had it. You almost had it. You're still not there, but you almost had it. But, no, basically, I unlocked Devil Trigger is basically what I've unlocked. Okay. So, the game's still very good. And I know how it ends because I've watched the uh, the two best friends playthrough of it. And I'm so ready for it because, God damn it, Nano Machines. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but no, I'm excited to play more of that. H2O and myself did we... So Megavision is doing a thing where... Because uh, issue... The next issue is coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're doing a thing on the Megavision streams. Uh, Bauer, if you don't know, I also produce the Megavision streams. I'm like their head digital content manager and all that stuff. But uh, 
Chris, you did a review for the Punisher arcade game. Yes. That is going to be in this issue. So we were like, A year hey, later. I did that yes. last year. I know you did. I did Doom Eternal too, but that's going to be in this issue too. So don't worry. <laughs> but no, we play. We were like, oh, we're going to play the Punisher. We got it working through Fightcade. Fightcade is a fantastic system once you understand where you need to save things. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, it can be very frustrating. But we got it working, and then we're like, oh, this is a 30-minute game. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, we need to back this up with more games. So we got we beat uh, Turtles in Time. We got that set up, and then we started playing some Third Strike. And Third Strike plays amazingly on that fight cave. And uh, I gotta go back and play more Third Strike. It mm-hmm. is very very good. And there's a, a huge community on Fight Cave for it still. Yeah, like people like four hundred people at any given time. In that's what most people play Third Strike on. Like I know that there's been like the uh, the thirtieth anniversary edition that had recently come out, and yes, the the PS3 version of Third Strike is also uh, was fine. was at the time very well received. Uh, but now everybody is just on Fight Cade. That's just where you fucking play. Yep. I mean, it's good. Like, it's so good. Like, I was playing all the characters. H- H- we had a big turnout. And it looks beautiful. It played flawlessly. Like, it was very good customization. You can, like... Like, I figured out how to turn it down and all that stuff. Because Third Strike was fucking loud as shit. Mm-hmm. But, no, you should guys should go check out Fightcade. I can't tell you where to go get ROMs or anything legally. But they exist, is all I will say. So, they're very fun. And then the next night, I did a double duty on Mega Visions this week because I knew streaming The Punisher would be better with two people. Like mm-hmm. you just need to play it two players. A lot of the stuff. That's why it was such a good night. But the next night, Super Bomberman R Online uh, released on May twenty seventh, which was Thursday. It's a free to play Bomberman game. It's available on Switch. And my 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 chat from last night is going to make fun of me because I was every hour I was doing this promotion. Where it was like, it's free to play, it's on Switch, it's on PS4, it's on Steam, it's cross-play, get in here and play it now. Basically, I was shilling and not getting paid, is basically what I was doing. The game is, it's Bomberman. There's a 64-player there's Battle Royale mode, where you just jump into, like, you have four, six different platforms that you can go onto and battle against people. And then after each round timer, they're like, okay, this one is going to be, we're cutting off the access to this level. So you got to go to a safe area. And basically it just dwindles down and dwindles down. And the best I did was I got second out of 64. Nice. Because I played myself. I played myself. I was a little salty about it. I didn't get that on stream. That was off stream. But it's just like every night. The first night we streamed it, if this... Because you guys, like I said, are streamers or have been streaming at one point. I got four good clips out of one stream. That's good. That yeah, out of like a three and a half hour stream, like, and then the next night, like, I got, I got someone clipped me doing a, uh, they called it the I Lost Roar, and it's basically all I can imagine is like Eagle Raptor doing one of his yells when he, a game is really really hard, and I'm just like, I have to make this something on my channel now. It's too good of a sound clip not to use. But it was a clip where Scotty looked at the camera at the end because he thought the cam- like glass was going to break on shit because I yelled so loud. <laughs> I was very impressed that my mic picked it up and my mic did not crack at all. So What did Hallie say? I showed her the video and she was like, that was pretty good. You're also loud as hell. 
So. Uh, I thought she was like in the house because if I fucking scream like oh that, no, fucking Tiff would my go. office is separate from the house. Okay. She's all the way on the other side of the house. Remember, like yes, yes, no. yes, noted, noted. I live on this huge fucking plantation, is what everyone said. I pl- live on now. Mm-hmm. But no, it's good. It is very, very good. It's coming to X Bone later. But if you guys have been, it makes for you can have a sixty-four person room. Like. You could just add slots if you want to and play like classic Bomberman, Battle Royale. You could play Grand Prix mode, which we actually didn't play that one, but it was so much fun. And you guys should, we'll be, it is a, you know how Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform is a staple for Mega Vision streams? As long as the servers are up, Super Bomberman R Online is now a staple. Be careful how many staple games that you have because you only have four Thursday night throwdowns per month, dude. That's fine. As long as it's just Super Bomberman and fucking <laughs> Sonic and All-Star, I'm fine with it. And we'll have an indie night, too. So, But no, my streams are good, and uh, I have to say that I am back on Final Fantasy fourteen. You have my condolences. I, yeah. So I streamed the other night with some Final Fantasy fourteen. Solid Yuna got me back in it. She's got Sailor Corellia in there. We're playing... The game's still good. The problem is she goes, all right, let's do your main story quest. And I'm like, okay, I have to go into this dungeon. She goes, you better remember how to tank. And she just queued us up. And I went, uh. <laughs> and she only died one time. So, and then I only got blown off a platform one time. Well, was that the Titan fight? The platform. No, this was uh end game or end, end content of Shadowbringers. Okay. So I didn't get blown off. I walked off of a ledge. So, <laughs> But, no, the game is still fucking fantastic. I mean, everyone's getting uh, ramped up for, you know, Endwalker that's coming out in a few, like, six months? Six or four months, something like that. Ish. Uh, But, no, it's, the problem is, though, it's, I still, it's, the game is a lot more fun with someone that is teaching me things. I've never had someone do that with me in Final Fantasy XIV. I remember that I didn't have fun in WoW until I learned someone taught me how to play it. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun with friends. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to play more. I have a shitload of content that I have to go through. So. I've but, had, like, oh, a million people. Crazy. I've had, like, a million people recommend Final Fantasy fourteen, and it just seems so, like, unaccessible at this point because it's just, like, so big and so long. Mm. I am so afraid to even delve into that. I There's would, a lot of story. There is a lot of story, but I would argue against that. It's... I, I think it is a very accessible... It's probably the most accessible MMO uh, hmm. like for you to jump into because your character, you're not bound to a single tune. Like You can play one single character. They can be any class that you want to. You get tired of the way All that the they classes. look. You just fuck it. Change it. Go do whatever the fuck you, you want. You mm. can like change your entire look, change your race, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. From there, like... You can pick and choose uh, what part of the story, from what I understand, that you want to start off on. You want to do endgame stuff? Boom. Here's a level 60, 70 character or some shit like that. Like, it's, it's, you want to jump in? Jump in. Like, it's, it's. I didn't know that. I didn't know about the levels because everyone's like, Shadowbringers. Oh my God. It's like the best storyline in Final Fantasy, like in forever. And I'm yeah. sold on that, but I also like don't want to spend a hundred hours getting to that point. Just oh, it's you, way more than a hundred. You can pay hours. your way. Yeah, <laughs> you can pay your way to get through all that. Like that's the thing is like you're just like you can you'll pay for an auto level sixty that gets you in the story all the way to this point, and you can play Shadowbringers then. So yep, 
if you want to shill out the money, you can, but, like, I could never... I don't understand people who have multiple characters on this game. Because the storyline... you If you have multiple characters, you have to do the main story quest for all those characters. Yep. Mm. It's just easier to be like... That's what I love, is you have your one character, you're a warrior of light, and you are able... If you pick up a weapon, you become that class. It's just like Final Fantasy. Like, actual Final Fantasy. That's what I love about it. So, I'm a warrior. I like to tank. Solid Yuna, she's like, hey, do you have this on your bar? And I'm like, what? what's that? And she goes, oh my god. So she's like... <laughs> but no, it's great. I'm having fun with it. I, I, I plan to play it more. I still... I have to play it on PC because I, I still can't play it with a controller with PS4. Even though I've heard it's probably the best to play it with a controller on PS4 because it's so easy. But I'm just so used to playing my MMOs on, on PC. And I will say, like... Being a WoW fan as long as I was, and Final Fantasy XIV is just a better game, yeah, all around. Mm. It's just a better game. It's just nostalgia with WoW happens sometimes. So, but uh, other than that, I got some pickups. I don't have many pickups, but I do have an update. Uh, last time I talked about how I purchased a Super Famicom complete in box on Mercari with a uh, Japanese Super Game Boy complete inbox for like 140 bucks, mm-hmm. And I found out that the Super Game Boy Japanese version is worth $200. So didn't know about that. That should be showing up in a, in like right after Memorial Day. And then an update on the Japanese. I, I went to Japanese Mercari to buy. They had a Super Famicom bundle complete inbox with 11 games, like good games, for 66 bucks. That's not bad. So I was like, Sure, I bought it, and then the way it works is this company called Baiyi works with Japanese Mercari to do international sales, mm-hmm. and they got the they got the package to their warehouse, and they're like, "Hey, you got thirty days to figure out a shipping thing. Otherwise, you'll have to pay like a storage fee and all that." And I was like, "All right, what's the shipping?" It was like forty five dollars, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." I mean, but even at a hundred dollars, a complete inbox with that many games, that's still a good deal. Yeah. And I have a lot of the games already, so I plan on putting those up on my own Macari store and making a little bit of money back off of those. So I'm going to be in the possession of two Super Famicoms complete in box within the next week and a half. So That's what's up. That's good shit. That's like my holy grail to have is I wanted to complete it. Now my next goal, my next project is probably going to be doing the G, not so much the G mod. I've heard of a mode mod for your Dreamcast. Because I want that thing that, you know, I think uh, Max has one of those where he can just boot up a, like, he boots up an image of his games and all that stuff. So, might be looking into that next. But, and then other than that, I got this awesome shirt from, I don't know if you guys have these gas stations where you guys are at. But down here, we have the good old come and go. (laughs) So, I bought this shirt. I used to have one, but it doesn't fit anymore. So we went back to the town that I used to live in and we went to because I went to the come and go because they're supposed to be having G fuel in come and goes in Arkansas. And I was looking for one and I was just like, fuck it. I'm gonna buy this come and go shirt. So there you go. I love this because, you know, there was some discussion about that K, you know, that they were thinking. Oh, yeah. About they're it. like, we can't do it the <laughs> C.U.M. way. We got to put a K in there. Like, but the thing is, my buddies, uh, they a lot of my buddies no longer live where there is a come and go but i remember the game that we we used to play is we would try to think up of other names for the come and go there would be the bust and bounce Mm. uh there would be the uh personal favorite is the ejaculate and evacuate that one's my favorite (laughs) one (laughs) what about what about the do and shoe 
Yeah, there you go. That's the thing is like we would just sit at playing D&D, drinking beer and thinking up stupid come and go uh, synonym names like that's what it is, man. Like that's just good times. My wife, she goes, my favorite is ejaculate and evacuate. That one's really funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's my week. That's what I've done. First news article that we have is we have a little bit more rumored information about the Nintendo Switch Pro. Ooh. Uh, and uh, we have a may a potential release date. Nothing official. Basically, what I'm going to say is nothing is really official except for the Amazon leak we're going to talk about. So basically, this article from which was weird. I found this article on Tom's Hardware or Tom's Guide. I, I didn't know they actually did like news articles and stuff like this. Yeah. But uh, it's them talking about how the new Switch Pro is going to have like a 4K screen with Samsung OLED displays and all that stuff. Nothing new. We kind of already anticipated that. Like we thought that would be coming out. So I don't know what to really express about there. They're talking about the the price. They're like price is probably going to be around three ninety nine. We're like, yeah, that's. That's kind of what we thought it would be too. Like it would be like a hundred dollars more. It might be three fifty. We don't know, but and uh, but the big thing about this is the two things is a lot of people are speculating that they're it's either going to be revealed or the actual release date of the Switch Pro is going to be in September of this year. Hmm. I wouldn't and be surprised it, by that. No. Not with the not with the information that we're starting to see, which is it, it's right right after E3, so they're probably going to reveal it at E3 and be like, hey, in a couple months, boom, we're gonna have it. And also, there was a leak a leak that happened on Amazon over in Mexico. It's just a new Nintendo Switch Pro. It was it was like basically a listing of it, but that was it was like a bare bones listing. You couldn't order it. You couldn't pre-order it or anything like that. It's kind of so like the the Assassin's Creed Valhalla leak in France when they were just like, "Hey, yeah. here's here's the listing for it," and they were just like, "What the fuck is this?" Except like we yeah. you know, we've been speculating for this coming out for a while. The thing with listings though is like it, it's so inconsistent. There's a listing that people are rumoring right now with uh, Metroid Prime Four. Uh, it's like it's still listed it's like yeah we know it exists and apparently the listing has been up for like since 2019 yeah um so it's, so with these things it's like <laughs> when uh with gamestop you'll you'll see games have like expected release dates except those expected release dates are like 2099 like yeah. december yeah. <laughs> december 31st 2099 it's like yeah we know it exists we're just waiting for more information to come out uh that said like i would be very surprised and the only way that i would not see this coming out in september is if something happens with the development of one of their flagship titles so like the big thing that everyone was saying was like breath of the wild 2 probably mm-hmm. going to be could possibly be exclusive to switch pro like that would be like one of their big console sellers to get people buying this product it. it would definitely yeah. push it but like something that i was thinking about i'm surprised that they're going for the 4k samsung oled display because the the led display on the switch right now is 720p and something that I was thinking about was just like you, you remember the Nintendo Labo when it came out. There was kind of yes. like a um, kind of like the the for the thing where you can like almost like a VR machine shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, VR you put your phone in it or something like that. Yeah. VR at seven twenty is fucking terrible. 
for your eyes. It is <laughs> abhorrent. Like they got kids trying to do that shit. And yeah. I'm curious to, to know if like they're going to try to revisit some of those VR. Please. No, <laughs> maybe. I mean, like VR is still like, like VR is not going anywhere. It's actually going to like increase as like the product gets oh, yeah. cheaper is like more advancements come out and shit like that. So, but I'm I'm curious. Sketchcraft loves that shit. He won't shut the fuck up about. It. He plays one game for the last like year, and it's just the Vader like, thing's cool. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But no, fucking. Uh, I, I'm curious to know if like with the like with them going for a 4K OLED display, like are they going to revisit the whole VR thing? And then like I just think that a 4K display on your tablet or on your Switch. It's a little bit of a waste. Yeah, I can see that. Like, Dude. are you going to have the I output? See docked. Yeah, docked would make a lot more sense to me. But, like, the actual display on the machine itself, I, I just think that that's a little bit egregious. I think it's time for a comeback for Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. I want it. <laughs> I need it. I think this might the be a vehicle for the Boy Lobo. Virtual Console? Yeah, dude, there's not even a virtual console, so <laughs> the virtual boy's gonna come. Bro, back. <laughs> imagine, imagine like the peripheral to make it VR is like the virtual boy strapped to your fucking head. Uh, that would I'd fucking buy it. I never use it. I yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about the virtual boy was not only like was it VR, and then you have a controller, which is not weird by itself, but you have to position it on a table or something yeah. in front of yeah. you. To or actually be able down. to use it, yeah, or yeah. crouch down, or like lay like a like a military sniper on the ground with it like raising. Yeah, yeah you're in, you're in the prone <laughs> position trying to fucking play the VR. <laughs> like it's amazing. Like no, no 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 shit, fucking. I've seen. I remember it was like 2000. No no not 2000. It was like 1996 or 1997. Like I want to say that it was either the year that the Virtual Boy came out or towards the end of like when Nintendo was just like yo fuck this shit. We're not doing this nonsense anymore. But, like, I was at a some dude's birthday party that I didn't even fucking know. And he, they got him the Virtual Boy. And I'm in there trying to play, uh, like, Mario Tennis. It was yeah. the worst. The <laughs> absolute worst experience i ever seen. I'm just like, I'm One trying color. to get into it. And it's just like is 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 not working for me. There's it's there's two colors. There's there's red, red and, and black. black. There's a red and not red. <laughs> there's red and negative. <laughs> yeah, there's space. red and not red. <laughs> it's if you ever wanted to feel like how it was to like look through the eyes of a dog where they can only see mono colors, like two colors, that's how it oh is. Oh my god, so it's a go. dog simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that game exists. I'm pretty sure that uh. game exists probably. Yeah, I get, that game gave a lot of people headaches. It was fucking up people's vision and stuff too. They were just like, hey, we're cutting this shit. What was there? Were there eight games? No, there were 22 games for the system. That's what Yeah. Were. And there were like a handful of good ones too. Jack Brothers. Jack uh, Brothers is pretty that. good. I didn't play that, but I know people like it. There was uh, Wario. What is it? The Wario game for it? I know people really like that. I liked it. Yeah, I'm trying to find one of the Wario. It's it's. I know what you're talking about. It's one of the uh, not Wario Land, but I'd have to say it, it. might Does be the... Wario Land. It was a plot, it was a platformer. Does the Virtual Boy have an emulator? Yes, I'm sure it does. Yeah. Okay, I I might need to uh, revisit that. It was Virtual Boy Wario Land. Okay, Wario Land. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the. If you go to Google and type in Virtual Boy emulator, it's one of the first things you'll find. 
And uh, there's a whole list of them. You can go check them out, see which ones work, see which ones don't. There's probably going to be a lot that don't. Yeah. (laughs) But no, uh, I wanted to bring something else up about it, too, is, I mean, the price is, yeah, like, whatever. Like, I don't mind. It's the pro version. I expected to pay $100 more for it Mm -hmm. because the light version was $100 less than the base version. You're going to have your three. You're going to have your super casual gamer. You're going to have your middle of the road gamer. And then you're going to have your pro gamer that wants to play Doom Eternal on a Switch. So there you go. Like you got an option for everybody. But no, I mean Did they say what so chipset? What, what chipset they were uh, looking at? It was the the Nvidia Tigrex or not Tigrex, but something like that. Let me see. It's in the article here. Uh the only OLED display and 4K capabilities in docked mode will be powered by real tech chips. And then the Nvidia Tegra X1, that's the processor. That is what is in the current uh, switch model and i believe they said that processor actually wasn't changing from hmm. the, this article here it says that the processor was going to stay the same but that's interesting mm-hmm. some people are speculating like a big ssd drive in the in the switch i don't we might get that i don't know i just want to make sure if the game the only thing i care about is making sure it looks good and that it doesn't play like crap that's all i care about right and then breath of the wild too so I, that's exciting. I could have Breath of the Wild 2 by the end of the year for Christmas. I can actually ask for – if it comes around like right out right around Christmas time, I'll actually have something asked or to be able to ask from somebody for Christmas. There's, there's also a rumor. I feel like we don't find them. There's also a rumor that they're going to announce this before E3 because they want to showcase everything at E3. Like it's already on the board. Yeah. We've already seen this exist. Uh, here are the games that you can play on it. I'm kind of hoping for that just because I want to know faster. <laughs> yeah. I like, agree. I would blow my fucking load. Like, you know, yeah, Breath of the Wild 2, I've been anticipating it. I fucking love Zelda. I'm a huge Zelda file. Yo, Metroid Prime 4, I'd fucking lose my shit. I'd, I'd fucking lose it. I know, I know Scotty yeah. is, is a big, like, Bayonetta 3. When's that coming? Fuck that. Metroid Prime 4, I'm there for it. Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime 4 would sell the uh, Switch Pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm the, curious. I Bayonetta 3 wouldn't. I, I, like, this is, like, big speculation. I'm curious if the reason why they had to set back a lot of the development for it was making it for Nintendo Switch Pro. Like, I'm, I'm just pulling that one out of my 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 ass. Like, I had head Same cannon. Same happened with Cyberpunk. I had head cannon, mm-hmm. and I'm just shooting the head cannon. <laughs> on your face so you're shooting anywhere it'll land exactly (laughs) so i mean it happened with cyberpunk it got we know it got pushed because i mean it's on record it got pushed because it wanted they wanted it to go on ps5 as well and we all know the shit show that that you can go listen to one of many of our podcast episodes in the in the past and we talk about cyberpunk a shit ton but no i mean like i said most of my article was rumors and speculation except for like the amazon leak and all that but I'm excited for it. Like, I will buy it in a heartbeat, and then I'll have a Switch Pro. I mean, I have it with the PS4. I have a base PS4, and I have a PS4 Pro. I don't care. I'll do it. My living room needs a Switch, so I'll buy the Switch Pro for my office. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just more people that can play Bomberman and Mario Kart with me. That's all I'm happy about. <laughs> Hell yeah. But anyway, Chris, tell me about the awesome news of Virtual Fighter, but also <sighs> it's a double-edged sword a little bit. Okay, so, like, my personal opinion, I think that the pending launch for Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown is, like, 
a really bad faith like thing that Sega's trying to pull. Like every when they first announced that Virtual Fighter was coming out, everyone was just like, "Yo, Virtual Fighter Six, we're finally getting fucking Virtual Fighter." Because like while Virtual Fighter appears to be one of the more easier or accessible fighting games, that game is hard as shit. There is a lot of execution. It's got a very high skill ceiling with some of the characters. It's, it's a difficult game to get into. So when we heard Virtual Fighter 6, like we were just like, yo, yo, finally. Because yeah. I think the last time that that game had, like we got an entry into the Virtual Fighter series was in 2008 for the PlayStation 3 when we got Final Showdown. So the game, the game is essentially like a 15 year game. Like it's, it's old as shit. And so when they, they announced like, you know, we're doing virtual fighter five or we're like, okay, so what are you exactly doing? Because my worries were, is this Sega just throwing out a cash grab to, to, you know, blow over the FGC guys that have been asking for a fighting game because it's the only no shit Sega fighting game. Cause they've been writing the coattails of arc system works for the last 15, 20 fucking years with guilty gear, blaze blue, whatever the fuck that they can put on the ring, the, the, the ring am two or whatever the fuck it's called or the ring edge Two uh, arcade system. But they're committing to ultimate showdown. It's supposed to have a few new, features along with like the insane graphical overhaul that they're using with yakuza's dragon engine which is good the game is gorgeous yes the game looks absolutely fucking amazing it's gonna have 16 player lobbies which is huge like i don't know any other yeah. fighting game that has 16 player lobbies like guilty gear strive is making a big deal about having nine and they're having 16 player lobbies here so that's pretty but dope. their lobbies are garbage <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> they've got its own tournament mode its own league mode which i'm curious if this is going to be like a sega fronted league or if like i can organize my own league with people who want to play virtual fighter 5 and normally that would be perfect for you if we were looking at like a modern take on virtual fighter 5 with actual like rollback netcode i'd be like this is amazing but because it's being built on the final showdown um platform it doesn't have rollback. They've got to do delayed base net code. That's unfortunate. Yeah. They're like, Bauer, you, you understand the difference between like delay base and rollback net code, or is that just absolutely not? Cool. So <laughs> all right, Chris, put on your hat and start teaching. My best way to put this, it is the easiest crash course, is uh, most games with multiplayer run on rollback net code. Rollback net code is the communication between the machine and the server constantly setting information up and there's an ai that's active with rollback netcode that is predicting the movement of what certain players are going to do so with decent connections if i'm playing a fighting game i do a certain input it records the input it sends it to the server and then it shoots it back to the player and the delay should be very very minimal if for some reason, the delay or like I get like a latency jitter and not all the information I'm sending to the server is coming in on time or it's coming in a little bit discombobulated. The AI knows that it will 
okay, he's doing this certain move. We're going to predict that he's going to make this next move. And if it's wrong, then they will roll back the game state to where it originally was. So if I had taken a few hits, they'll roll back those hits. I regain that life, and it goes back to where it's supposed to be. Mm. Uh, and you can roll back to a certain number of frames. It's supposed to be a very – it's usually a very smooth transition, which finally fighting games are having, like, very high-quality rollback netcode. And we're having near offline, like, comparable to, like, couch co-op – or couch competitions, uh, offline play, tournament-level play. Delay-based netcode is what we're traditionally used to. And the reason why we've had delay-based netcode for so long is that for, like, the 90s and 2000s, as far as, like, the popularity of fighting games, has been very centralized to Japan. There's obviously been fighting game fans from around the world, but Japanese developers only care about Japan. So you can have quality delay based netcode on a small island where millions of people who play these fucking games live on top of each other and you know the delay base is not that bad (laughs) whereas if you have a delay based game that's in the united states like it's almost impossible to play against somebody who's like two states over yeah, because Killer Instinct would not have worked if it was delay based. Right, for your tournament. So delay based netcode. There's no AI. So the server is gathering information from both consoles. The information gets sent up, and if somebody has like if there's a drop or in latency, the machine is or the the server is going to wait to send that information out back to the other players. So there's a literal stop in gameplay. In a game where there's like high execution barriers where I'm trying to like pop off a certain combo, you just have to sit there and be like, this combo does not work on online play because I will always have frames drop, the inputs going to drop, whatever the case is. That is that can't happen. And and that's that's kind of unacceptable when it comes to fighting games. That is the long and short of it when it comes to the differences between delay based and rollback netcode. So You asked Bauer. Yeah. So Oh no, well, no, this well, is actually I interesting. It. This is actually interesting. So so the way that I'm understanding this now, uh, tell me if I'm incorrect, is that it's using some really rudimentary machine learning algorithms to basically pick up and predict what the input would be should there be a delay. Yes. Like it is essentially a net to capture what would be lost otherwise due to a poor network between fighting game players. Yes. And the thing is that this this type of like middleware for games is not a new thing it didn't develop with fighting games this has been around since fucking quake like the whole reason why people bitch about lag or players teleporting in first person shooters is because the information that is being sent from the player to the server to all the other players simultaneously there are packets that are being lost so the game is predicting Hey, these, this person's probably moving forward, but then they have to roll back the game state for that one player, and it's like you see them teleporting back and forward and back and forward and back and forward and back and forward. So now it's coming to fighting games, and it's the closest that we're going to get to offline gameplay in this coronavirus setting that we've got going on. And it's becoming the standard, but the problem is is that You've got all these games. You got Street Fighter V that has updated their their netcode to feature rollback netcode. You've got Tekken, who Harada says like the rollback set to three, whatever the fuck that means, uh, because he doesn't fucking elaborate because he's a madman. 
uh, Guilty Gear or Arc System Works. They're looking at looking. They're looking at all their older titles and starting to implement uh, rollback netcode as they could. As time goes on, they started with Guilty Gear Plus R. They're now doing it with Guilty Gear Strive. They're looking at the Blaze Blue franchise and Rev Two and all these other legacy games and titles. But Virtual Fighter Five, unfortunately, will not feature this. Instead. In a interview that we don't know where the source of the interview came from, but High Fight, which is a Japanese to English Twitter page, like they they take a lot of the footage from other fights and they have like a montage of all the best uh, moments within fighting games. They got a hold of this interview, and apparently Sega said that while it's not going to feature rollback uh, netcode. They have a special type of delay-based netcode that will de- absorb the delay by a method other than rollback. They don't, they don't say anything. They just we're absorbing the delay. They're, they're teching out the delay. Cryptic as shit. No, like- no one knows what they're talking about. Everyone's just like, is this translation error? And High Fight's like, no, this is fucking <laughs> literal. I have no idea what they're fucking talking about. They're also what have they named this, Chris? Blitz, uh, Blitz Netcode. That's what they're calling it. Like, I love the name. They they missed the opportunity where they could have done like, um, what's that old fucking um, that like blast processing? Blast they could have called this Blast yeah. Netcode. Blast. That's the first yeah. thing I thought of. It. This sounds like a very '90s sort of Sega yeah. thing. It sounds yeah. super sexy, and you have no idea what it means. No, and it, it is, if they keep on talking and confusing you, like you won't have, you'll ask the wrong questions. Like, yeah, we now, had a presidential administration. Like now, that, so. now the whole fucking conversation is just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Meanwhile, they're just like, yo, just push the delay, just just fucking send it out there. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I don't know. They were just like, yeah, we're we're testing it out with like the European and U.S. players, but it was like. Okay, so are the European and U.S. players playing against each other? No answer. They're just no. like, no, they're, they're just playing. <laughs> they're just playing with it. Like, it, we don't know if it's, like, an office in San Antonio where, like, they got three people on, like, a land and was like, nope, this works. This works fine. <laughs> this works fine. the bare minimum. Fuck it. I mean, like, it's, it's exactly like the Fog Gaming bullshit that they tried to push yeah. out for the arcades before they pretty much sold everything off. So Fog Gaming was like a lot of the arcades in Japan, especially with Sega, were dying off. There was nobody that was showing up. So they were going to implement this method in Japan called Fog Gaming, where you can play from your PC and connect to arcade machines in and around Tokyo. Which is really cool if you think about it. It's a really cool method, but we really we don't know how far they got to it, and we probably never will. Because pretty much all of the club Segas got sold off to, I think, Genda. And while they'll still mm-hmm. maintain the the Sega, the club Sega moniker, like they're not going to make any revenue off of it. In fact, one of the divisions that was in charge of managing uh, Sega's arcade system or arcade infrastructure just completely split off from Sega. And while they'll still maintain the names and take care of those arcade machines, they don't have any real affiliation with Sega of Japan. So it's this is just a really strange development in general 
like I gave well, you virtual fight. <laughs> I I gave you information and nobody learned anything. Like that's just the best way that I can put it. Like <laughs> I said words and time was spent, but nothing was gained. I'm sorry. That's all I got. <laughs> this has been my TED talk. This is this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. Chris could legitimately do a fighting game TED talk. I really think you could. I mean, that's literally what your YouTube channel's been for the last couple channels. Well, uh, I mean, episodes. I did the Guilty Gear three part retrospective. I'm planning on doing something for Blaze Blue and probably uh, Killer Instinct, but I, I need the bumper. You know what I mean? Like, I, I my yeah. focus is on fighting games. That's my love. But I also like sprinkle in. That's and that's why we're doing Killer Instinct. That's why we do all the other stupid shit. So now is this like the yeah. the new Killer Instinct or is this like the old N sixty four Killer so Instinct? So the Killer Instinct. So if I were to do something on Killer Instinct, I would be covering everything from the nineteen ninety three entry all the way up to the twenty thirteen entry, and then anything that they could have planned in the future. But right now, that's not necessarily on the table. Because I, I've got two other people that want to collaborate. I've got other fighting games that I want to get into. And I really don't feel like doing a fucking four-part series on Blaze Blue. Because, one... Right off the heels like, of right the three-part Exactly. Series. Exactly. I, I prioritize Guilty Gear because I knew it was going to be popular. Because Guilty Gear Strive yeah. comes out in fucking nine days. So... Yeah. That's why. I'd That's why you need the Katana Zero, the Legend of Dragoon, the Star Fox. Exactly. Like you put those in there. Exactly. Because fighting games have a lot. Like you could do. Like granted, like a Star Fox video could be long, but it could be one video. Right. And but with fighting games, you have so much. I also don't want to do something that hundreds of people have already done already. So yes, because then you're like, what's the point? Exactly. So I need to, I need to do something that nobody else is really talking about. So Katana Zero is and, a really good opportunity because. Not a lot of people know about that game. It's it's. I swear, I swear to God, if Matt McMuscles comes out with a video, <laughs> right he will. You know he will. The, <laughs> he no. Okay, Bauer. He's done it with our Anarchy Reigns video. Like two weeks before we were gonna be done with it, he put out a video, and Chris goes, "God damn it!" Like, <laughs> bro, McMuscles like, is putting like, out a video every single like two hours though. So this is like invariable. <laughs> but the true. thing is He's is like gonna get to it like i'm okay with him eventually getting to it he can get to it in like six months and like i won't give a shit but the problem is like we've talked about things in like secret megavisions discord channels and it's then weird. like the second that we do something or we're about to play something boom mac mcmuscles hey what happened to fucking like insert game and you're just like what the fuck? Do you have a spy in these channels? Like, what's going on? Like, so coincidence can only take it so far. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, if anyone is the spy, it would be you because you're friends with them. No, friends is a loose term. Like, that's <laughs> that's a loose term. <laughs> I've talked to him. I've made stuff for him. That's it. Like, that's as uh -huh. far as it goes. Uh -huh. But I like Matt Mimusas. Uh, I'll just go on the record no, and say I like him. <laughs> I, no, no we nice do, we guy. Nice guy. But that's us. That is 100% sus. Sus. It's like if Wooly, like, well, it kind of it, it kind of happened with Wooly? With the Guilty Gear stuff? No, he was working on Guilty Gear, like, months before I did anything. He also did a different kind of video. Yeah, no, did, it's though, right? like, he does, like, the actual lore, and I'm doing the development. So it's, like, it's too, it's, it's incomparable. But the, 
the only defense I will give Matt McMuscles is it takes us. We'll talk about something for a year before we finally get it out. Like that's the uh, biggest problem. What could happen in a year? We are doing a lot better on that. I don't want to fucking hear that. Don't put. That's that true. I'm, I keep going back to the Anarchy Reigns one. The Anarchy Reigns was about a year in the making. Yeah. But the other videos have been pretty consistent, and you're like, I'm going to do this, and then it's out in a couple months. So. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, that's that's the news. That is the news. <laughs> that's the news. Quick news this week. Chris, what up? Where can people send us questions if they have questions for us? Join the fucking Discord. There's a link below. If you're new here, join the fucking Discord. Exclamation point Discord. Fucking join the Discord. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. (laughs) Or you can say something in the chat and ask a question. But we have no questions this week, so we're not going to fucking discuss them. It was like the first week ever. Scotty, it's Memorial Day weekend. Scotty's doing something. Happy dude's doing something. So there's two of our backbones of questions right there. <laughs> fucking zombies. Zombie right now is playing fucking Shimigami Tensei. So he's going to be he's on He's close to affiliate. He's finally Good. getting the 50, 50 followers. So. Good for him. Uh, zombie. Are you talking about zombie paper? No, my buddy Zombie Hunter. He's actually like a, a local friend that I had back when I was living in New York. He's just... He's been hanging out. Streaming. He's been streaming. Yeah, streaming Resident Evil, streaming spooky games, all that stuff. Dead by Daylight. Good for him. That's what he's doing. So, Normally, Bauer, what we would do is we would ask, answer questions and go on probably 50-minute tangents sometimes. <laughs> but you got lucky. You got lucky this time. You, so. you know what? I, I consider that unlucky, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I love to go on tangents. Um, oh, yeah. That's – I mean, <laughs> I mean, Chris, we have literally sat there and be like, what the fuck were we talking about? Like we we have said that on a pop, multiple podcast recordings. Yes, like. yes. There's there's no there's no structure here. Okay, so I guess we're just gonna cut right to the outro. So what we do here is any guests that we have, we want to. This is your time. This is your time to promote anything and anything that is going on and anything you would like the public to know. So the platform is yours, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, you can find me on Twitch at Nintendo Bauer, just like Nintendo Power. Substitute the P for a B. And the same handle on Twitter, Nintendo Bauer. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm streaming, like I said, Earthbound right now. And on off nights not doing Earthbound, we're doing the Mega Man series. And probably our next long-term game is going to be Super Mario RPG. Although that's not Ooh. set in stone yet. i got to figure that out. But probably that. That or Fire Emblem, the first one. Uh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Like I said, I'm just... I'm going to take a minute just to shill you again because your growth has been it's it's honestly for me because anyone that's seen my channel and then sees your channel obviously there's a connection between us because of like the the aesthetics that we have going on and all that stuff. I just like your energy and like I said your growth over the past 2 months has been insane and I know if you if you push for partner I feel like you're going to get it. Like you 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 got you got a good head on your shoulders. You know what you're doing, man. And like, props to you, sir. Thank you for giving us the time to interview you. So, well, really thank you, thank that. you for the kind words, man. That really that means a lot to me. It never stops being uncomfortable having something nice said to you. <laughs> but I, I really yeah. do appreciate it. And you guys are awesome. It's been really fun being on here. I, I wish we could talk about Mega Ten for the next twelve hours. <laughs> oh. No, dude, you hit me up. <laughs> Hit me the fuck up. I'll put. I'll fucking talk Megaton, yo, bro. You guys, <laughs> me and Eddie could take a week off, and you guys could do a podcast. If you, if you, if you fucking <laughs> like like NES stuff, yo, I can I can rip copies of the uh, Megami Tensei one and two that I have for the Famicom. Oh, yes. 
and we can find I, I translation patches. Play, I have been meaning to play the original, like the Meg, the Megami Tensei, but also Shin Megami Tensei, the SNES ones. I yeah, I have those too. Those. I want to get around to that. So there's also um, there the strategy games. Shit, let me go get them. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Oh, the well, Devil Survivor. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. While he's doing that, I'll talk about my week. What I what I plan on doing. I'm probably gonna take Memorial Day off, so no Metal Gear this week. Gonna do some more Perler beads. I've recently I saw Mr. Scoot streaming the uh, Gundam uh, no Gundam Wing Endless Duel game, and I was like, ooh, those sprites look really good. They're really good. And I found that they're a little tough to find, but I did find a place, and I've got some that I want to do. So we're gonna be doing that stream. I'm actually this is gonna be the last week that I'm going to stream until. I go on a vacation. I'm going to Seattle on the, on uh, June 9th. Uh, we're going to hit up the last Blockbuster. We're going to hit up the Pink Gorilla Gaming uh, video game store. And we're just, it's a cross-country thing. So I'm going to be streaming. Uh, probably going to be doing some more Banjo-Kazooie. I really want to finish. I, I know I have one stream of the Gen 2 Soul Silver Nuzlocke. And I know we can finish it because I'm a madman and didn't just say I was going to beat the Elite Four one time. My rules are I have to beat red. So that's going to be fun. But we're going to do that. Uh, probably some more community night with either Super Mar or uh, Super Bomberman or Mario Kart. But, yeah, I'm just going to be doing more streams. So you guys check that out. And Chris is back, so I'm going to swing it back over to him. Uh, I've got the Katana Zero video brewing in the background. I've got other projects that are going on. I should have a Shin Megami Tensei review for Mega Visions this week. And then there's... I want to say that there's like two or three more reviews that I'm looking at for the month of June. So it's a busy thing for me. Busy. Plus, I've got the Sh Guilty Gear Strive League that's coming up starting off on June 11th. Hit me up if you want de details for that, if you want to join up, because our first event is actually not going to be a Scrub Wars event, but it's actually going to be with our friend Ninja Deuce. He's running two Ooh. simultaneous tournaments, $200 prize pool, I believe the payouts are first, second, and third. You're looking at 50, 30, 20. So a little bit different from the payouts that we normally do. Free money. But it's it's money. Go ahead. It's cheap buy-in. So definitely uh, definitely jump in on that if you want to get your hands on some, uh, some Guilty Gear Strive gameplay. There you go. And besides that, this is what else. games you... Majin Tensei. So... What? This, yeah, dude. Oh my god! I've never seen a physical copy of that. So that's awesome. Majin Tensei. There's also a second one that came out, and, and this don't don't get too excited because this actually never released in the U.S. This is a fan fucking project that was uh, made by some fucking dude that I gave money to. Um, but those <laughs> games, those games are fucking fantastic, dude. If you want to talk, I'm a huge Shin Megami Tensei fan. If you want to get into it let's get fucking into it. I thought you were grabbing a copy of Devil Survivor. I was not expecting... Oh, I had that answer. in the back, too. Like... <laughs> Let me go get it. <laughs> I've got Devil Survivor. Like, I, I, I like SMT. I like SMT a lot. Seeing this, I'm excited to also... We're, we're trying to get another guest on here named Aurora. I can't remember the other Visage. one. But she's a big stream yes and uh she's huge into shimigami yep. tensei so i'm like this is going to be a conversation that we're going to have again soon hopefully. yeah it's gonna be so. great it's gonna be fucking great <laughs> she's very deadpan just like you chris so i'm excited to see <laughs> you two in the same environment so okay it's gonna be interesting very well there we go but no that's gonna be it for us again thank you so much for 
coming on to our podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, no problem. Go check out uh, Nintendo Bauer over on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Bauer. And uh, Haru, uh, well, this that's going to be it from us. Y'all have a good night. Take care. Have a good week. Get on out of here.